we're seeing some shit we ain't never seen before, kid. Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from Mirage. What's up, Queens? What do you say there, bottle of A bar in a garage. Garage with apple juice and dick in the morning. Mike and Yonkers, what's up, Mike? I'm laughing at you, not with you. It's Friday night and I'm in Queens. Goddamn right. Live from the garage. It's Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones. I'm packing my pistol. I do quite well for myself. They call it a barrage. Who is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Take two of these and call me in the evening. Holy shit, James. Two Charlie. Rusty Beard. Fucking Fireball. Sir. Listen to Live from the Barrage. Don't listen to yes. I once farted at the beginning of Master of Pups. Yo, Cal. Oh, they come out with nothing. Time to six. Go punks yourself. My of ooze. Nobody wants yeah. anything to ooze. You can tell by the way that I wear my uh, Saturday Night Fever. No time to practice. Let's do the news. That's the news. And that's the news. <laughs> you wrong Tron, bro. <laughs> correct Tron, bro. Oh. The Ryan game. Let's move on with the game. Thunderbolt. Tilt the well, wow. Welcome back to uh, Live from the Barrage here on Radio Nope. Thank you for joining us tonight. We have a special show for you. Uh, we have Stuart S. Shapiro coming in live in the studio. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. That's right. He's uh, the creator and founder of Night Flight. He's written a new book, I, uh, which I just had and someone took from me. Damn it. Oh, there it is. It's called Identify Yourself. A journey in fuck you, creative courage. What a title! What a title, and uh, what a book it is. I've been thumbing through it. I just got it yesterday, so I've uh, I read like half of it in one sitting. Wow, that's quick, dude. Well, the, some of the pages are the, the print is very large. It's like written in a kind of a poetry style, right? And uh, so you can you can you can kind of blast through it. Speaking of blast, <clears throat> he'll be coming in at nine p.m. He'll be live in the studio here. Uh, Pete, what microphone are you on there, buddy? There you go. Hello, hello? Hello, hello? There you go. There we hey go. Up? And uh, I don't, I'm, I'm afraid to even ask what's happening over there. What's going on in the corner over there? I don't know. Some guy just stumbled in here like I thought he was doing a bit. What do you do? No, 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 no. This is a really, shtick-free zone, my friend. no bit involved this in this messed thing. up. Grandpa, are you there? Grandpa. Hello. Hello, Radio America. Oh, God damn He's talking to a mic that has no wire. Uh, that's the plan. It's all going according to plan. He's talking into the wire, the the mic that's not hooked up. There you go. You might maybe take that off the uh, bar so nobody gets confused. I think we're all accomplices now. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. It's more lit than a Christmas tree, this guy. Uh, Mario, what's going on with you? Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you us all. Holy shit. What the fuck? Ike's having an aneurysm. <laughs> My God. I wandered here. I crashed my car. Oh my! Uh, all right. I'm what? sorry. <laughs> oh no! I think you meant you crashed your Uber, Mario. Uh, if you no, if, if you've never listened car. to the show, <laughs> this is a bit we do. It's my grandfather First pretending he was driving truck. drunk. It's, a great it's all bit. yeah. It's fun. It's fake. It's rehearsed. <clears throat> do we grant? I hope you didn't crash into anything of mine out there. There's a lot of blood. I think we're good. Do you know if you like run over some kid? They're going to charge you with fucking murder, dude. No, there's, no, there's no children point. were murdered. That's well, when one, when one is, that, that that's what they're going to charge you with. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh my God! He's blocking the neighbors in. Holy shit! Move his car. Move he, his car. He, Look, Colette will do did it. Did she come up and say something? No, I see the car. Give, give Mario. Give, give Colette the keys. What did I do? You're blocking my neighbor's driveway, you freaking idiot. You're blocking egress. That's it. I'm locking your car up. You're getting a boot on the car. Right, I'm going to go out. Yeah. No, you're not going anywhere. You're going to sleep it, sleep it off inside. That's it. Go on the couch. You're done with the show. You're done with the car. It's all over. I'm not kidding. You're banned. You're cut off. What do you mean? Steve I don't know where be- you came from or what you're doing, but uh, you know, it's, for uh, your own safety, you're totally out with everything. You're done. Driver's side, front quarter panel. It's over. Yeah. So right. this is Christmas. All right. You're blocking my neighbor's driveway. And a happy New Year. I, I mean, you know, wow, it's that's wow. it's it's just beyond the pale. We can, uh, I'm not, not not making a joke. We, you know, can't put up with that shit. We John, according it. to Pete, who did some recon out there, uh, he says it's pretty bad shape. No, it's not really. It's just the car. Yeah. yeah, it's front quarter panels kind of fucked up. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you think he hit? Did you see? Any? I don't know. I couldn't tell. There was a lot of blood. <laughs> no, no blood. But it was yeah. I hear I hear honking now. Oh, There's a fender bender. Yeah, hey, I have good. some great, exciting news for you guys. <laughs> Eliza sounds great. Someone in the chat. Thank you. <laughs> Eliza sounds great. Merry Is that one and all. Drink? I think you've had no, enough, my no, friend. No. I'm going to pour you a water, and you're going to sleep on the couch. Sleep and it off. John, you, you won't find your keys for like a week when I'm done with you. It's I, over. I have some uh, late-breaking news. Go ready? inside and watch Storage Wars. Or some you shit. guys ready for a big breaking news update? Yes, we are. Um, we, um, I'm almost ready. Let me see. Breaking. Right, I'm ready. Tommy with a big announcement. I would like to announce <clears throat> that Stuart Shapiro is here. Oh, is he? Yeah, he just called me, and I got to go get him. <laughs> is he lying in the on the floor in front of Mario's Probably. Uh, Subaru? So you guys have all three minutes to take care of this mess. No, that- come on. Why is he? Why is he here so early? I know. Oh no. I know. I said told everyone nine o'clock. That's what I told him to. I knew this would happen. I had a feeling. Do Shapiro. He's my oh. hero. Please tie him up and put him upstairs. Yeah, he's he's, Thank he's, you. he's, Give he's, him the, uh, he's over. I'll be back. I'll go really slow. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Aaron Mario. I'm going to put him inside. Yeah, let's give him a coffee or something. Trusting you guys. <laughs> Jesus H, boys. What a, what a start. Well, this is, you know, a fitting, it is it is. A fitting last <laughs> show <laughs> ever. So. We got three shows left. No, there's no shows. There's no show next week, and then there's, it's Christmas time, and uh, then that's it. Oh, you want your gift? No, Pete, you bought me uh, something. I got your Christmas thing. Oh, right. thanks, buddy. Hold on, you don't have to do that. Well, we got a couple <laughs> fucking two minutes. Yikes. Yeah, buddy boy. In uh, just a few moments, I, I guess we'll have Stuart Shapiro. I'm not going to wait to make the guy stand behind me for an hour. In the green room? While we talk. We're just going to talk to him. Oh, I only had an hour full of questions, not three. <laughs> Jesus, his mic is totally still, off. And it's still way. coming through? It's still coming out, oh What God. was that, Mario? Stuart Shapiro. That's right, Stuart S. Shapiro will be on the show, uh, creator and founder of Night Flight, author of the new book, Identify, Identify Yourself, A Journey in F.U. Creative Courage. That's on. Uh, it's out now on uh, finer bookstores. Whitehall Press, I believe. Nice. No, Waterside Press. Excuse oh. me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wrote it down, and I still messed it up. Nice. So uh, we'll have Stuart, and he's always a fun time. He was like, uh, I think, he, I'm pretty sure he uh, played all the instruments at Woodstock. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Right, Mario? Yes, sir, Rebo. <laughs> wow, wow. 
I was like, remember in the Met game, he put him in the I wheelchair? I love you guys. Oh, my God. He put him in the wheelchair. Oh, my God. It was yeah. like some kind of $5 open bar situation. I was there a raffle? 50-50? I had a raffle. I had a Oh, is this the thing? This is it. This is the teacher. Oh, this is the party you organized. (laughs) You went around from bar to bar asking all these guys. They're like, and I want free food. They're like, get the hell out of my We had 43 people show up. Get out of here, Remy. How was the white elephant sale? (laughs) Big elephant sale. (laughs) It was a secret Santa. It was great. I got a Lennox. Yankee swap. I got a Lennox doll. What's a Lennox doll? I don't know, but I got (laughs) one. You got like a Hummel? <laughs> Lennox is big Lennox, time. Lennox is like a you know, it's a China, right? A crystal or something. Yeah. It's gonna get a court date, it keeps it up. <laughs> it's like ceramic <laughs> with the gold trim Lennox, right? Yeah. You got something Lennox? I got Lennox. Are you gonna that's... wrap it up and give it to your wife? Or we give it sell it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and the mic's not the mic's not even on. Is my car fucked up? What do I do? It's a little bad. Yeah, it's a little. It bad. seems like they've been out there for a long time, and it's not probably a very good sign. It's yeah. I had I told him I had to leave. I had to you should be in podcast. fucking jail. Yeah, you should be in the tank. You know what? How could you drive I like fell. this? What the fuck I is wrong with you, man? Bell Boulevard. It's not funny. I fell on my face. Oh, and then you go, oh, what's a good idea? Is it let me get my car? Is <laughs> my next move? Are you fucking nuts, dude? I'd do anything to get here. My God. podcast. Yeah. Now we're all accomplices. Uh, you, you know, you put me in a very weird yeah. position. We're all witnesses. Um, the fact of the matter is, you should not be drinking and driving at all, much right. less in this state. Barely be driving. It's true. It's like, in Drink this, responsibly. This <laughs> there goes your pension. I'm here now. Oh I'm my safe. God. Safe. It's proof that I'm safe. I'm here now. It's deep. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't even be joking about this. Yeah, no, you should go inside. This isn't even funny. Yeah. <laughs> you should go inside. We should take it. It's depressing. <laughs> we got to take a break. Right? Wait for Stuart Shapiro to come in. Play, some, play me some music, Pete. Kick, kick me uh, in the I've grill, been, Pete. I've been on a Bruce kick, man. I don't know if you want me to play this shit. Yeah, yeah, I guess I do. Might as well. It's off the rails already. Tell me, I gotta throw Mario out of here. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Merry Christmas. Out of Merry here. Christmas to you all. all right. Get out. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, take care of my light work. Oh, Ryan's here. He's finally fucking here. He's gonna throw you out. Yeah, he's been Ryan. What do you need? Need an intervention? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. He needs to go. Christ, look at you. He needs to go. Yeah, He needs to go. <laughs> and we'll take a break and we'll we'll come back with uh, Stuart Shapiro. How about that? Yeah. Let's go, Pete. Put, I need the thing and the up. thing and the hoo-ha and the hold on. It's not that big of a deal. Yes, it is. Where's the thing? Let's go. Let's I gave you the thing. The Stewart's here and uh, we'll be back after these words. Okay. It's going great so far. Live from the Barrage, we'll be right back. Come home at 
but tired Man, I'm just tired and bored with myself Hey there, baby mm, I could use just a little help You can't start a fire You can't start a fire without a spark This gun's for hire Even if we're just dancing in the dark Messages keep getting clearer Radio's on and I'm moving around the place I check my look in the mirror Wanna change my clothes, my hair, my face Man, I ain't getting nowhere Just living in a dump like this There's something happening somewhere mm, Baby, I just know this You can't start a fire You can't start a fire without a spark This gun's for hire Even if we're just dancing in the dark Sit around getting older There's a joke here somewhere When I figure it out, I'll let you know All I know is that it's on me Shake this world off my shoulders Come on, baby, have a laugh on me mm, Stay on the streets of this town Oh, and they'll be carving you up, that's right So you gotta stay hungry Well, I'm just about starving tonight I'm dying for some action Sick of sitting around here trying to write this book I need a love reaction Come on now, baby, give me just one look You can't start a fire Sitting around crying over a broken heart This gun's for hire And if we're just dancing in the dark You can't start a fire Worry about your little world falling apart This gun's for hire Even if we're just dancing in the dark oh! Even if we're just dancing in the dark
Cut across constrictor to the Tallahassee flame. And don't you get forgotten before Florence blocks your way. We yell upon and liquid. We're redden for the Fighting for the sad out soldier, he broke down and cried. Oh, he was so broke up inside. When will it end? When will it end? The bells toll for those about to die.
Welcome back to Live from the Broad here on Radio Nope. We're happy to have you back. And uh, we're here. Uh, we're uh, honored to be joined by the great uh, Stuart S. Shapiro. Hey. Yeah. Creator and founder of Night Flight. Maybe you've heard of it. Never heard of it. It's, uh, uh-huh. if you haven't, you know, what are you doing? Uh, Stuart, <laughs> thanks so much for coming in. We're happy to have you here yeah. live, which yeah. is fun, man. In the flesh. Which here in Chinatown. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, very uh, uh, Asian neighborhood. Uh, are you going to stop by the the uh, restaurants and the uh, massage parlors? Or? Local flavor? Oh, I mean, I mean, this is when I thought we were here. <laughs> <laughs> it gets blue after 12. <laughs> oh, shit, I came too early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you will. Stuart Shapiro has been on the show before. He, he's a creator and co-founder, uh, and founder, not co-founder. He's the founder of Night Flight. Which airs on Friday uh, nights at 1 a.m. on uh, IFC, right? Yeah, yeah. And, of course, it's uh, streaming on uh, Roku and Apple TV and Amazon. That's right. And nightflightplus.com. And uh, Stuart's written a new book. It's called Identify Yourself, A Journey in Fuck You, Creative Courage. Yeah, and of course you got to just remember the identify has got that I instead it's of got a an I. Yeah, There's it's no got an I. It's got an I. It's a, a lowercase I. What's the, the th- now? What, what is the uh, yeah. you know, uh, significance of that? What's the What's the thought process on the, uh, that I, Stuart? Uh, internet, iPhone, I versus Y. I guess you, you couldn't know. prefix it with an I in the yeah, front. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, and, and actually it was like looking for a URL and, you know, identify.com, yourself.com. And then one of the guys that worked for me said, hey, man, it'd be really hip. Just like, you know, it's an I and an I. You're like an Internet guy. So make yeah. it I. <laughs> I dig it. Of course, when you search, uh, it just went up on Amazon. And when you search, it just wants you to find identify the normal one with a Y. Right, yeah. Try so yeah. we're going to have to figure out how to make that happen it's also relevant that uh, Stewart started a company called uh, i constituent if you guys recall that basically helps uh, politicians connect with the you know their constituents and that was a right i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. Some, some backstory on that yeah uh backstory was uh i got kind of tired of thinking i was just going to make people laugh and put seats and, and sell records and stuff and right. figured i could do more for my nation rather than just fuck them up with pot and I went to uh, I went to work in Washington D.C. with and, you know being a creative person, not necessarily just a technology person. And at the time that I I went there, uh, they hadn't really started even doing email newsletters, and so I really was kind of a internet architect of uh, constituent engagement, pioneer. Yeah, thinking you know, it's all funny along. that you're so. Um you know, intertwined with the digital world. When when you if you read through the book, you kind of rail against it a lot in the book, and it's like it makes you uncomfortable the whole digital thing, doesn't it? Well, I mean, I have this one uh, concept of digital rape and digital, you know, because yeah. uh, you know I've been hacked, um, and actually got hacked by anonymous. Some of my friends thought that was a badge of courage, but uh, really, they didn't really think so in Congress. Was there, but, were you targeted, or it was just random? I, actually, it was no, no, no. Uh, many years ago, when uh, uh, Congress was trying to get Snowden for treason, yeah. um, Anonymous, which is really a social political activist organization, they're really not hackers. They um, uh, just, you know, by coincidence and luck, they managed to find the 
usernames and passwords, even though they were old passwords of users in the House of Representatives. And uh, at that time, if you looked at their passwords, they were like hundreds of passwords that were password one, two, three. Wow. Or it would be Stuart, and the <laughs> password would be Stuart. Right. And Anonymous wow. said, you know, Anonymous was, look how fucking dumb these guys are. They're trying to, you know, make bust the a hacker. O with a zero instead of a zero. You know, so, they'll never figure that anyways, out. Anyways, it happened. And, you know, oh, that's so. a bummer. But, you know, in terms of digital, you know, it's, it's, it's changed everything. And... Um, the, the, the sense of everything being instantaneous and that there's an instantaneous knowledge base, which I happen to think is great. And quite frankly, I hope in short term, we'll be able to have a digital political election that will really go and leapfrog over, you know, the right to vote. And, you know, perhaps everyone will just have a fingerprint or an eye print and we'll be able to get a voting percentage uh, the way we should and have a more perfect union and a, a more democratic representative. Huh. Right. I mean, it should be easy to vote. It should be, you know, you should be able to, you know, at some point not even get off your couch because, I mean, that'll change the entire, uh, the numbers of it. So people are, don't, you, you know, don't you think have to leave their house or you just automatically do it. Or You think that's viable, Stuart? You think that we'll ever be able oh, to totally. sustain like a, a uh, an, an unhackable digital way to, to vote? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I think it's there now. It's just, I mean, the technology is there. You have a fingerprint. Everyone basically has the same fingerprint. Not me. I burned mine off. Yeah. <laughs> With a torch. I'm on the run. Well, then you're never going to be able to vote, dude. See, don't you feel like, uh, you know, maybe the fingerprint is a, another way to disenfranchise voters, like, uh, you know, immigrants won't vote if, they are, if they're afraid to put their fingerprint on something? Yeah, I mean, but ultimately... It's another it's, form of you know, voter ID, which is uh, the Republicans I used to. I don't know if it should be, personally speaking, if it should be the only way to be able to vote, but I think it should be an added layer to vote, you know, like it just, because you can, it'll take a while for that to basically uh, take hold, considering the, the different age groups and some, you know, maybe the elderly aren't big on that, but the... the what? Like younger people be more willing to do that, but <laughs> the hell are you talking older about people that? wouldn't be willing to do that fingerprint vote, but... Yeah, I mean, add it as I mean, a layer. Pruned you know? up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the concept really is you should be able to vote on your phone. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. really it's it's access, not necessarily. And then there's facial recognition as well. Sure. So you know, you really can't turn that down. We should really back up a bit and just say that uh, talk about uh, the per uh, Stewart's book. Identify yourself with <laughs> an eye. Uh, the per it, it, you know it reads almost it, it's like a poetic self help. I, I hate to use that self help word, but uh, uh, term, but. What is this book? Can you describe to us well, it's a, what it is and, and what you ho hope uh, people get out of it, if anything? Uh, well, you know, I, I kind of felt that after all the years of up and down and being an independent uh, producer and entrepreneur and director and making shows and that I had garnished a lot of wisdom that was generally harnessed around the idea that if you're a creative person, you live with rejection all the time, no yeah. matter what happens. So, you know, you go, you make a project, and, you know, at the end of the project, it could be successful, and you make some money, but people hate it. Or, you know, you've got a really great creative thing, and you make no fucking money. It's like, you know, how many times have you met a filmmaker that has no money at the end of a right. film? In sure. the book, you say that rejection is kind of perpetual, like it never ends. Like, I, even if you're making a lot of money or you're successful at that, that time, you're always being rejected in, in some... I, I, I believe that, and, and par partially not just rejection, but the, the sense of self-rejection in that, you know, you're always self-critical, and at the, at the end of a project, um, it's a, always a complicated matrix. So 
I've come to realize, and I, I learned it a long, long time ago, which really brought you know my my foundation of happiness and of success is that what you do every single day is what's important in your life. You have to gauge your 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 metrics by a day to day process and you know breath to breath in a way. And if you wake up in the morning and you're happy to go and kick ass and go to work. Uh, do whatever you are and you believe in yourself, believe who you are and like who you are, then that's like kind of happiness. If you get up in the morning, you got to go to work and work for a boss who fucking tortures you, you're going to come home and torture your wife or your kids afterwards. Right. No, I'm so not. I, my boss tortures me all day. I, <laughs> my wife tortures me. But that's why you got this radio show to get it all out. Outlet. Right? Outlet. Yeah, outlet, outlet, well, outlet. In the book, uh, you also say that uh, you should, you, you're, you're very clear in the morning. If you wake up in the morning, you're, you're, you, you can make better decisions. Like you, you had you've written down a bunch of pros and cons for a project you were going to work on. There were more pros, but maybe you didn't assign the right value to a certain con that would kill the whole thing. And in the morning, you just were like, "Oh, there was an easy decision." Like, so you should should we make should we be making decisions as soon as we wake up? <laughs> well, I think that you need to make decisions when you wake up about who you are and how you feel and who you're with and how you're you know with everything. What if I don't want to face any of that stuff? What well, if I just want to like hide under up. the covers? Yeah, I, then you're duh. Well, <laughs> right. so you got to change right. that. Take it easy, yeah. Freud. I got that part. <laughs> well, a good point. So you know, I mean, there is clarity in the morning because you haven't, yeah. you know, the, the 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 whole life hasn't really kind of come up, come on you. Of course, you know, unless you wake up in the morning and take a hit of coke, and then that's how you got to start your day. Here we right. go. Dry hits. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a good start. I don't know. Those days are long gone, man. <laughs> that's I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with the iron worker industry, but I know those days are 508. <laughs> well, Stuart, John has an odd schedule where he's basically working sometimes overnight, sometimes early in the morning. So Yeah, you he, never know. He doesn't have an exact standard routine you know so so for some people it's a little different it's yeah but i get what you're saying though when when you when you wake up in the morning you take like a, a self-evaluation and uh yeah you're clearer and in and you, you know you sh if you should take a look at who you are in the morning before it gets clogged and everything mm. comes on top now of what you. is your advice if you, if you wake up in the morning you uh, uh take a inventory and you don't like what you see now what can we do Stuart? what is the next step well you have to look at what you're working at and that's what the whole concept of identify yourself is around and that is you know try to understand what it is that you're good at what it is you like to do and are you working at that is that what is that what your your life force is and so many times people are just going to a job to work a gig and make a living but they're not really working at who they are and they're frustrated, and and generally, I believe that Guilty if you can, <laughs> if you can find the center of your creativity, no matter what force of creativity it is, and you can express that. First of all, you're going to be happier and healthier, but you're also going to be better at what you do. Now, but, is it possible to achieve this in a capitalist society? But if you're a poor person, you just can't. Like you know, I'm going to make my dreams happen today. You know, yeah. it's not that easy. I want to know? expound on that. So, for example, I think my purpose. I, I, no, I. I, I, I I, I don't give you permission. Uh, I think my, like using what John just said, my purpose in life I always felt was to be a musician, you know, but I also realized that I'm never going to make a, to make a, to make a, oh my God. I, welcome to the brush. Uh, but I also realized that it's, it's not sustainable to, you know, for me to live off of and make money. So there's a fine balance of like, your life's calling as an artist versus getting by day to day and, and basically making the bill, the pay the bills. So what, like, how do, how does one balance that? Well, 
first of all, if you're a musician, you have to play all the time, no matter whether you make money at it or not. Yeah. So you know you can't. You, whatever your creative art form is, sometimes you're not you know lucky enough to be, make a living at it. But if you put it on the side and you don't express that, then you're kind of well up and you're not really lo- using your creativity just for just expression. So it doesn't necessarily have to be your workforce. Right. But I mean, th- I mean, the barrage is a perfect example. You guys are, you know, a group of creative guys. You get together on Friday night and like this is a really important expression and it enriches your lives and makes you feel like you're bringing yeah. something to, to, you know, to the universe. For well, sure. Yeah, of course, you may true. be fucking you know, miserable all week true. long. Until yeah, you get here, well, that's, the, you know, the same kind of thing being a musician, which I also I am. Is that, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> but the the rejection is a uh, perpetual, and it's it's it, it'll it'll kind of get you down, man. It's tough, right. like you know, if you don't uh, succeed. What is the key to succeed? How, how do you succeed? What do you do? You just like you wake up in the morning and say, "I'm going to go for it." It's like it's well, tough, man. It it is tough, but then the other thing that you got to figure out is not to be afraid to fail. Yeah, oh, and I'm then, totally afraid and, of that. And then, I'm afraid you know, to lose my medical insurance. Basically, I don't want to go. Out. I'm like, I'm going to tell my wife tomorrow. I'm going to go out and sculpt, <laughs> and like, you know, I don't, well, I don't want to lose my pension. Or well, that's you know, that is definitely an issue. You yeah, know, yeah gotta, it is the issue in my yeah, life. You I know, got I mean, abused, babe. I have two kids. You know, so, I mean, what am I going to do? You know, so we can't all be uh, running around uh, making uh, independent night flight movies. So Some I, of us have to work for this. So I have this chapter <laughs> that kind of leads into what you're doing. The right, chapter is right. called "Fuck You, Fuck Me." I guess I'm allowed. To <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, sure. Oh, uh, why? So, why did you censor censor it out on the book? Just because it was. Is that the just? Do you, you mean on, on the front page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you know, maybe I'll be lucky. You know, put it in a bookstore, and then uh, you, you you can't put it like that. So it's uh, it's gotta be the dot dot. Anyways, uh, you guys mind if I read something? No, else? of course not. Please do. I think you could put the F word on the front of a book. Yeah, yeah, I think you can. But yeah, uh, just my, I I, I just finished reading Charles Bukowski's "Go Fuck Yourself" <laughs> two. Oh, I don't know. Feel so Very bad. Good. And other stories. <laughs> so I just finished watching The Gambler, and I love the moral of the story. Get to the point. To be able to say, fuck you. Fuck you to your boss. Fuck you to your bankers. Fuck you to your parents. Fuck you to your wife. Fuck you to your husband. Fuck you to your children. And fuck you to yourself. Buy a house as soon as life, as, you, as soon in life as you can muster the 20% deposit. I did that. You did it. There you go. All I can say is time so flies. And it's a decade just to start to get good at anything. Think long. Life is long and getting longer. Without the ability to be able to say "fuck you," chances are you'll be stressed your whole life. Yeah, you're right. So, Works fuck for me. you, fuck I, you is a state of mind, a state of bamboo, a state of no credit card debt, a state of no mortgage, a state of honesty, a state of transparency, a state of love, love of ourselves, love of our loved ones, love of our future, love of our life, love of our freedom, love of money in the bank, and love of cash. It works for me. You know, um, I don't know if you're going to believe me or not, but uh, I have that page bookmarked, by the way. I read that before. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. That's, that's great. So, and, oh, wait a second. How do you, how do you uh, buy a house at 20% and then have no mortgage? How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well. <laughs> You've got to work towards no mortgage. What's, what's and, you, you know, and the, I mean, you got to work, obviously. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, so in a sense, though, I mean, I, 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 I'm uh, 70 years old. I started writing oh, this wow. book when I was 60. And uh, I, you know, I kind of wrote it for twenty-year-olds with a forty-year, forty-year perspective, thinking, <laughs> you know, when you're young and you're in twenties, 
you know, think long and try to get something that, you know, you're not going to be paying rent for your whole life. Yeah. Start small and work your yeah, way yeah. back. Listen, when you're when you're 20 years old, you you don't think about. Uh, I know that's the thing you don't know, kind right? of stuff, and then next thing you know, you're you know you're shitting blood. You're like, got oh, crap. I should or pissing in your. <laughs> Should have climbed that mountain and bought some medical insurance at the time. <laughs> or your name is Mario Sar. It's a really fascinating book. I dig it. It's fucking cool. And I get you wrote this book for 10 years. Yeah, yeah, a good 10 years. Wow. Yeah. You have so much wisdom, my friend. Yeah, man. But then, you know, what's oh. really weird about wisdom is that you keep making the same mistakes yeah. over and over again. <laughs> are you, before when you said about happiness, are you happy or do you feel like happiness is just like a small fleeting moments? If there's constant rejection, can you, is there, or do you just have to abandon the idea of happiness in a, like a, that people have in their heads. No, 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 not at all. Because I, I mean, the concept here is happiness is a momentary thing. Every with every breath you make, you know, if you breathe, you gotta, you know, yeah. it's really not something that you achieve at the end of a, a, a project or at the end of the day or, you know, at the end of an orgasm. It's it's a, uh, it's really. Uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, sad after it's. It's a tainabu. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, the whole idea of like rejection and failure is that that should be the seed of your next creativity. You know, you gotta you, you gotta take cre- the creative process right. and out of the ashes of something that you didn't do well at or failed at, you gotta actually yeah. take that energy and turn that into to creative positivity. Let me ask you this: After how many years of doing an uh, internet radio show, would you hang it up? Never. Six, right? Never. Sounds about right. Never, never, never. <laughs> Three more hours. <laughs> uh, Stuart, uh, we, him and I talked up upstate at the Meltage thing, and he's got great advice. It's like, you guys got to do the show uh, on camera and stuff, and he's, he was right. And I, I, I completely ignored his advice, and look at me now. I'm entering, interviewing Stuart Shapiro. That, that was before he saw what we looked like. <laughs> yeah. But are, are you happy though? Can, yeah. Is that a question you can answer? Like yeah. yes or no? Yeah, you are. Happy. I, I believe I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lori did a great job designing the book. Oh by my her. gosh, it's great! I did. love the design she of the did. book. <laughs> what are you? How many? How many copies of this uh, uh, book did you guys print? Uh, do you we, have an expectation of sales that is that's quantifiable? Like you have a no, I printed a thousand copies because it's, it's a nice a, strong you know, number to start it's with. A, yeah. You know, it's a self-published with a with a company called Waterside, Waterside that has Press. a. Uh, a self-publishing kind of hybrid model where you have to pay for your printing and do your own book and then they kind of help in distribution. But because I had Night Flight and I have, of course, guys like you and shows like you, I can sell the book directly through our Night Flight audience. Great. And uh, that's what we've been doing. That's right. And uh, you can buy the book at nightflight.com? Yeah, you can. You can buy it. Is that the best way to buy it? For now, it's the best way to buy it because actually, uh, the, all the ones you buy on nightflight.com, I've uh, I've, I've uh, signed, so they're autographed copies. Oh, nice! It's really cool. Yeah. Nice. It's a really, it's a really nice, like kind of beautiful book. It's yeah. and it fits in your hand well. That's nice. So let me read you a chapter here called "Stay in Motion." Absolutely not. Thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, well, you know, now that you saw my place, so. <laughs> So this kind of at least little, I did, I'm a little uh, buzzed up, but at least I didn't pee my pants like some other people. Yet. Or, well, not yet, yet, I guess. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so through Shapiro with a, a passage this, from this his is new called book. "Stay in Motion." Every time Jimi Hendrix came off stage, he was always very critical of his performance. 
saying how poorly he played and how many mistakes he made. Jimmy never thought he was good enough, even though he knew without doubt he was one of God's special angels. The moment that Jimmy played a single note, he transformed into magic. The very touch of his finger on a string would transform and transfix everyone, including himself. The harmonic connectivity provided through the Internet of the universe has never been stronger. The moment and the realization of that power for the individual is unique in history. This power enables us to realize a sense of personal fulfillment in real time. Do not be duped by the false hope that the fulfillment of reaching a goal has a payoff. That is really not rewarding, and it's really not so. The actual rewards that matter are the momentary realizations that you are in the process of action. Motion is life. Life is motion. Stay in motion. What you do is who you are. Fear not, like Jimmy. The creative road, no matter how genius, is littered with failure and disappointment. There you go. I like that. And by the way, uh, we're on the same page here. If you look, I showed Ryan. I wrote Hendrix and Shannon uh, <laughs> Circle that I wrote. Right. <laughs> I was ready to ask about the Hendrix story. Right. It was pretty cool. Uh, Stuart, he so, really had that kind of... I like what I, I, I read the book tonight. Yeah, man. I can't believe it. It's great. And then uh, you say that, and I remember like reading that part. <laughs> it's a what a world. Yeah, it's amazing that your memory's uh, still got a nanosecond. It's fresh in my it, mind. Right? Hendrix said that <laughs> like a goldfish. Hendrix had that kind of self doubt for real. He, yeah, yeah, you know, always, always, yeah. really, really critical. You As knew Jimmy fact, Hendrix. I didn't, but uh, my first wife Stella was Jimmy's best friend, and uh, her husband Alan Douglas was uh, Jimmy's uh, record mm. producer and produced all his postmortem. Uh, records, uh, Midnight Lightning, and was actually the creative uh, director of the Hendrix estate for 20 years. Well, actually, I'm in the process right now of finishing a Jimi Hendrix documentary called Starting at Zero. Really? Which is no uh, Jimi Hendrix's autobiography in his own words that was started 20 years ago by Alan Douglas. And hey, he, you know he, who you should interview for that is that, that not Richard Lloyd. You know that guy from television? No. No monk. In, no. Uh, Why do you say that, John? Because uh, I think uh, he used to follow Hendrix around downtown in like the early days. Yeah, well, the, films, the film is cut and finished. We're just oh, in really? the final oh, stages sorry. of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, glad I was yeah. consulted. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's you know, 20 years. I am a little insulted that I wasn't allowed to write a blurb in the book. I, I got uh, iced out by Diamond Dallas Page here. <laughs> well, dude, it's not too late. <laughs> I got How a weird Put a sticker record. on the back. <laughs> So, <laughs> so do you know Diamond Dallas Page? Not, sure, the wrestler. Di- yeah, yeah man. Di- I don't know him personally. Yeah, DDP? Diamond Dallas DDP man. He's a friend. Man. He's <laughs> That's a cool. really, really good friend. He's a, he's the best. On the man. back of the book, uh, Stuart Shapiro, producer and creator of Nightflight, prepares you for your own creative journey. This book will propel you, fast forward you on your creative life journey. Bang! Diamond Dallas Diamond Dallas Page, world champion wrestler and creator of DDP Yoga. Did he ever give you the suplex? No, but uh, but I, I would just re- I just recently visited uh, da- da- Diamond da- Dallas or Page as they really call him. Yeah, uh, Laurie is uh, his uh, book publisher partner, and he just finished doing a book called Un- uh, "Positively Unstoppable," and uh, 
he uh, he lives down in Atlanta. We went down to visit him, and he's got one of these biometric chambers in his house. And <laughs> wow! He got me into it, and I you know went and went in. <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah, it's another awesome. like new age thing to keep you uh, busy. How was that? How it was that? really pretty cool, actually. <laughs> what, is, yeah. what is it? What is it? Uh, what is the biometric chamber? What is so it you uh, it gives you like when you're going deep diving, where you like the pressure and it fills you fills up with uh, yeah, pure the, oxygen, yeah. and it kind of really goes deep into your system and into your blood and uh, right it would be the opposite of the bends like where the nitrogen uh, makes it into your right exactly do you feel more revitalized afterwards uh, yeah yeah man your your blood and your body totally digs oxygen like big time what I'm gonna get one. I'm, walk I'm still, up yeah. ten flights of stairs. I'm still a little baffled by the uh, Jimi Hendrix comment about the self doubt. What does that stem from? That but somebody, every musician, heroin. Yeah. Right. No, every, no, no, that's a lot bullshit. of it. Every, you know, every time, every everyone who's ever made an album or played a show has gotten off stage or left the studio going second guessing themselves. Yeah, I mean, I would Saw go up there. I would go step one step further, and that is the 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 more genius you are as an artist. The more critical you are, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah. Right. Because, yeah. But is that? How do I put this? Is that? Does that stem from? Does that stem from uh, that that uh, lack of of doubt? Is, is there a, a connection a connection to self awareness and the perception others have of you, and wondering how perhaps the audience took what? Because I mean, I can't imagine he ever looked at an audience and say he's not that great tonight. I mean. How do you how do you still walk because away always, feeling that way? Because um, I think you're really super conscious about um, everything that you do. If you're an accomplished uh, musician, and you know you see a penis go and play for an hour and a half, they miss one wrong note, they're going to go off and go crazy. They, mm. You know, the self-critical component of genius is uh, probably one of the most par- difficult parts to live with. Because they really do are, I mean, they're very conscious, self-conscious of their art form. Do you think? Jimmy I'm glad Hendrix, I don't have that problem. You think <laughs> look, at, uh, look at Brian Wilson; he was very Jimmy much Hendrix. like that. Stress free. Do you think Jimi Hendrix or somebody of that of that caliber of performer or or genius um, still compares themselves to others and say like, "I'm not, I'm not as good as this guy. I'll never be as good as this guy." Or uh, how does that how does that happen? You know, it's funny. In the movie that we did, uh, Jeff Beck has a little audio, a little video bite, and he talks about the first time that he uh, saw Hendrix play. And this is Jeff Beck, all right, one of the sure. great guitar yeah. players. Yeah, sure. And he says something like, "He says, I think I better go back to being a baker after I saw him." Yeah. He just wanted everyone to like, gets know, down when you see someone who's like, like that light kind of, years yeah. ahead of you. And Jeff Beck's one of the greatest guitar players. Yeah, ever. but it was He's a like, great yeah, comment. And, and uh, even Eric Clapton said, "You know, this day he saw <laughs> Jimi Hendrix." Was life changed you know so yeah. Yeah. i mean as any of us well, did i don't think it affected it affected no <laughs> the opposite yeah so you have another chapter for us sure passage um so let's see here um the book is called identify yourself by yeah, Stuart shapiro yeah, and um it's a Go to nightflight.com and purchase the book immediately. Stop what you're doing. Don't so, listen to the show. And do it. This is sort of like in the beginning of the book. For, for much of my early life, I look forward to what I called mooning creatively in public. Now, you guys <laughs> could understand that, right? The moon, the moon is a common theme in the book. Right. keeps coming up. <laughs> I don't believe that I had to cultivate this part of my personality. It was more a case of satisfying a hunger, a thirst to break the mold, to jump off the creative edge to give sunlight to the crankier side of entertainment. 
It took its own turn in the 70s into drug culture and continued until one day when I was in my 50s, I realized that I really didn't have to force myself to pursue a cutting edge. I, like a painter, had my own natural state of style. No matter what I created, would naturally gravitate to the outer edge of creative taste. This realization forced me, freed me from forcing myself to prove I was cool and hip and gave me security in my own creative identity, that it was a natural and organic foundation inside. Who I was was a natural process. I didn't have to fight or to push to find the edge of my taste. I was the edge to myself and by myself. And it really didn't start out that way. Amazing how long it takes for wisdom to set in and still how fucked up you can be with a little touch of wisdom. I like that. So, it's yeah. very introspective. Yeah. The book is deep, man. You don't even know. It goes deep. My copy got lost. Like, in the first 10 pages, I'm like, wow, I really fucked up my life. I've, I've done, like, more, when I got to one thing, I'm like, yeah, I did one out of 10 of those things. I was like, shit, I suck. All right, so here's a funny story. When I first started out after I graduated from college in 1970, which is what the cover of the book is from, I started a place called the By Bur- the way, you're very handsome. You're not a buck tooth, uh, you know. Weirdo, you look good on the front of the book. Yeah, man, that's why I took that picture. You, know? like, you started what? Like now? He- my friend, heavy metal Chris. Really. Yes, it does. <laughs> so it's a good guy. You know, I, I started an outdoor concert uh, venue in the Berkshires next to Tanglewood, mm-hmm. and so th- this chapter is uh, dreams can come true, but collections are a bitch. Did you go at Tanglewood in, in Pennsylvania? Tang- no, in the Berkshires oh. in Massachusetts. Oh. Yeah. What do you mean by collections? Well, you try to you know try to collect money. Hey, oh, I mind see, you your know, business. You know, gotcha. you know, try to collect some money. Gotcha. Or whatever you know. So, you know, I I say, uh, well, dreams can come true, but that doesn't mean you fit in them very easily once they have sprouted around you. My true realization came the night of the Ike and Tina Turner concert. So I was producing these shows, and it was raining and raining and raining, and Ike and Tina came. What, is, what do you mean you're producing the show? Like, what do you uh, have to do? Well, I was producing a series of concerts, yeah. like uh, Mel yeah. Tasia in the 70s. Sure. And, right. Can't you know, people the, just show up and play the concert, or you have to be, how do you have to no, do No, no, I wasn't playing, but, uh, you <laughs> it was know. the was promoter. A, a promoter. I was yeah. a promoter. Oh, okay, like, promoter. You know, and um, so this is the story of what happened that night. I was 21 years old. And it turned out it rained the day before and up until just before the concert, and few people showed up for the show. So after a short set of 30 minutes, I and Tina Turner cut the show short and walked off stage. Normally a band receives 50% of the upfront fee in advance and the remainder after the show performance. So here I am with my big brother Ed, who is in his early stages of being a lawyer, and he's holding his check in his hand, waving it in front of Ike, boldly pronouncing he's not going to pay him for a short set. In a split second, Ike pulls out a switchblade, grabs a check right from my brother's hand, and declares, What the fuck are you going to do now, motherfucker? Wow. At that very moment, this 22-year-old kid from North Adams has a self-realization that he's out of his league and in the wrong business. You know, <laughs> you know, Ike Turner's always strapped with a knife or something. And you're not getting, like, if it, there's, no, there's no fair fight with Ike Turner. He's make- pulling something out of his pocket, <laughs> yeah. and you're dead before you know it. You're like, oh, shit. And next thing you know, you're, you're, your neck is spewing blood. You're like, this song's smutting up. How did that make you feel? Just enough like- to not kill you. How did, that ma- how did that make you feel when that happened to you? It made me feel like I was in the wrong business right. and I was out of my league, you know. And then sure. I should, like, go find, uh, you know. But you persevered, though. I mean, you, you took a lesson from it, and you kept going at some point, no? I, I didn't do concert promotion very much. I mean, I actually, for two years of my life, from 70 to 71, I produced 
most of the anti-war concerts between Washington yeah. and, and Boston. And uh, I was like the go-to concert promoter for uh, the SDS. And, you know, I got thrown in jail a couple times here and there, but it was really effective. You know, the anti-war concerts in the 70 and 71 were really important yeah. uh, political activism. Uh, and it stamped a, a, you know, a kind of a, a colored uh, the whole thing and made uh, people think about it. Yeah, well, we, I mean, those, those were, we were real activists in those days. When you, you see know. it on TV, and there's only a few things to see on TV, and you see all these people protesting, it's powerful. Right. But we also had a draft, so everybody could have gone. Yeah, and, and you know. almost went, and you, but uh, your lottery number is too high. Is that correct? Yeah, I was lucky, man. Lucky yeah, very one. lucky. My, yeah. my father-in-law was like right at the end. He was like, ah, you know, it was like uh, number 9,900. Everybody else so, can go home. But he, uh, he had a great time. He went... <laughs> He was there for two years, and he uh, uh, was a, like could mechanically draw, do the mechanical drawing. So they put him in a like a drawing maps in like a general's office in air conditioned. He goes, he's like best two years of my life, kid. <laughs> Did a lot of your friends go? Not a typical uh, tour of duty. That Rambo. That's, no, that's not, I mean, I knew a few, I knew a few. Everyone that I knew that did go, you know, changed their lives for sure. What, you know, whatever if they were over there and they. Do you ever feel guilty for not going, and, and your friends don't come back, or did you have no friends then? Or no, I never felt. I didn't believe in the war, so I, I, I would have yeah, never sure. gone. No and you said what. he also hey, uh, Stewart touches on this in the, in the book too that um, you would never go to uh, be drafted in a war. You'd rather go to jail or Canada, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I totally mean, agree with you. you know, yeah. At the same time, I talk about my generation yeah. being completely. <laughs> People trying I mean, to put you down. Well, no, I mean the whole Iraqi war. You know, we bought the Kool Aid, the Bush Kool Aid. That you know, <laughs> let's go to war, rah rah rah, and everybody like you know went to war and didn't give a shit because it wasn't you know there was no draft and you know I felt that um, that I betrayed myself by buying into that um, that Kool Aid as well. So you know it's. Um, a yeah, lot of you're the, very young. I mean, you shouldn't feel guilty about. No, that. no, man. I'm talking about the Iraqi War now. Not the, oh, uh, yeah. Saying, oh, like, you, you were know, you were rah rah for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was post nine eleven. Post nine eleven, we all bought yeah. the you know bought the the Kool Aid. Do you find say. yourself getting a, a more conservative in certain uh, aspects as you get older? You're like, yeah, I'm seventy. You know, get off my lawn. You're, no, you're still a hippie, no. and you're gonna fight, you're fighting the power. Well, I mean, <laughs> estate tax. I think what the hell really, is that? I think it's really important to keep your activism to the day you you die. I mean, and right now we have sure. to do it more than ever, man. We're you know, it's not just for our kids, but you know, we have a moral and ethical duty to stand up, and it's not just voting. You know, we're in a, we're in a crisis period, and we, we got to hope that we can actually draw out of this. Yeah. So it's. Um, you know, I think that our generation, uh, the the '70s hippie smoking pot generation, we mm -hmm. all thought, you know, we were going to change the world. Everybody but then it got of, to the drugs got too hard, and everyone forgot <laughs> the, what they were doing, right? Yeah, but also everybody got. So you it know, says in the book, so, it, it's true that I mean, I think there was a coke change that that did change to a degree. But I also think that my generation got lazy and got rich and yeah. didn't give a shit about anything, yeah. and they let it go, you know. And um, and you know, we got Trump, so. Yeah, but, you know the kids haven't voted yet either. Raw deal. And he wasn't going to the war either. Turns out. <laughs> no, I, I think he. No. I know, I, I, no, really, I, Ryan, he served valiantly. <laughs> right, front line. Yes. Front line. First, first wave. Colonel Cannon Trump. fodder. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah. 
Uh, thank you for your service, Mr. Trump. We all appreciate it. Yeah, really. Well, thank you for your service to change the world permanently uh, when we go away from him. Like, so. And when he gets in the helicopter, like he's he's pissed off. He even has to like salute the Marine. He's like, Argh. I gotta raise my hand up. This is bullshit. That's going to be a fun two years, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, two more? Oh. Yeah, we're going to have some fun, though. At least. Yeah, we're going to have. Well, think about it. We've already survived two so far. So. You know, there's yeah. an interesting um, theory, which is correct, um, that, um, you know, Trump probably, you know, maybe didn't want to be president that much, but now he has to stay president. Do you know why, Tommy Ross? Why is that, sir? Because yeah. the president cannot be indicted. So the longer he stays president, the longer he stays out of jail. And he's hoping maybe, hey, maybe I'll get eight years and uh, drop out of a heart attack and F you. Yeah. What a way because to live, it, huh? You can't. Uh, indictment of a president is um, the precedent has been set. Sort of. Sort of. That maybe you probably can't. It's yes. not like it Britain. could happen, it but it probably won't. They, yeah. yeah, probably won't. He's so okay. so I mean, it, it behooves talking. him to stay president as as long as he can. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, but you're only talking indicted. The, 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 hey, it, go pardon it, yourself. You know. What does that say that we have a president who's waiting to be indicted? I mean, uh, you know, the whole thing. Uh, this is a long conversation. You were uh, saying, Stuart. I was saying that I think that uh, we got a really young, vibrant, progressive Congress that came in with a lot of really cool women, and yep. and I think that the tide has uh, changed, yeah, and sure. uh, you know uh, takes uh, a really fucked up guy to get people activated, and I think that's what we're on the recourse now, and uh, mm. we'll see it. Well, like like you said, it, I think the easier um, we make it for people to vote, the the more it will go Are you in the direction of good and not evil. Are you feeling optimistic? Yes. Yeah. 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 I am. I am. Uh, you know, particularly because there, uh, there, there is a a new breed of progressive uh, legislator. You know, the, and there's a sure. lot of really cool women, and they're progressive. And, uh, and right around here, right? Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Love her. Are you? She's, are you feeling pessimistic? Uh, no, I think that we. She ousted. Uh, uh, I think Mr. you know. I think, I mean, I I really hope and pray that we could, you know, starting in 2020, that this whole concept of a blue wave and, a, and an actual blue revolution that is, would really be like, well, you know, when we put someone on the moon or, you know, a s silicon that, that we can actually enjoy 10 years Again of with it, the moon. A really a revolutionary, <laughs> uh, positive movement for did, renewable energy. Did you do say in the That'd book, be great. Um, that uh, you have to, you know, maintain a level of skepticism, which I agree with. But does it, you believe we landed on the moon, right? <laughs> <laughs> like when yeah. when, skep when skepticism goes wrong, you know, it kind of kind of get out of hand. Like uh, Sandy yeah. Hook was like the anniversary was like today. Yeah, They're but like, that's ah, like, that never happened. There's no, no, a bunch that's... of actors outside the schools that could, you know, my kid is dead. You fuck. How about I chop your head off? No, that's not skepticism. Skepticism is on the internet. We're, we're talking about being skeptical of the actual individuals that are, you know, uh, running the government and tell you, uh, right. you know, and also we have to really transpose uh, a platform of lies that have become reality and, and acceptable as truth, and that, that we have to reverse that. Sure, we have to become a society that truly relies on facts to base their emotions and their actions. And uh, we've lost our way on that.
unfortunately, right now. What do you mean, we? What, do you get a mouse in your pocket? I've been fine the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Should we take a break? Do, do you mind sticking around for a little while, or you got to go? Uh, no, I gotta, I, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, cool, yeah, man, because I have a bunch more longer. questions to ask you, if that's all right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm down. enjoying the conversation, yeah, if can, you don't yeah. mind. Sure. So. All right, so uh, <laughs> let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with Stuart Shapiro right after this. Thank you. Baby, till he stepped in Goodbye, 
News, traffic, weather, poker, and Mets talk on the fours, live from the barrage.
living like a goddamn gentleman. Live from the Barrage. It's the podcast rocking your Friday night or a very slow day at work or when you really don't give a shit about your job. Live from the Barrage. A very critical and crucial time. Most crucial and critical time that I've ever witnessed. Being as young as I am, you know, we all don't want to say nothing else, so we say as young as we are. Now, I want to talk about uh, the pronunciation and the realization. Now, the educators, they call it ESP, positive thinking, right? Some of the people on the, on the cross of the side of the pond call it vibes vibrations, astrology and all those different things, you understand? But I call what it is is what it is. What it is is what it is. Look at him. Now you see, a brother, you take in the ghetto, you find a whole lot of crime. I can understand, hey, I know what it means. Being nine years old before I got my first bear on the way out of a stove. You know, putting on a half, a half press suit from the pawn shop with tennis shoes. Trying to be hip, so I know where it's coming from. Like the fella say, having catfish head stew. And then like the catfish went in there with his head and come out very quick and didn't leave nothing else. That's one thing the educators and the politicians and the establishment got to remember. Now, brothers need jobs. If you don't work, you can't eat. If you don't work, you can't eat. Get hip to yourself, good God, my brother, and get it from the street. If you don't work, you can't eat. So you got to have mind power to deal with starvation. And that's what we're dealing with. You see, we can't go back to the biblical story. Two loaves of bread. Or two little fishes, five loaves of bread. Two little fishes, yeah. Five loaves of bread. Now look here, too many brothers to go by that. Now I want your brothers to dig where we're coming from. Set your mind right here. Dig the JBE experience. I dug it from a young man out of New York. He said the JBE. The JBE. Now we want to take it to the JBE. The JBE experience. Now, Fred. Brother. Good, you. Brother. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. 
Yeah, the Seinfeld synthesizer. Yeah, that's a little JB for you there. Uh, we have absolutely no permission to play any of those songs. <laughs> yeah, Stuart, help us get clearance rights. Well, that's why I need to quit the show of being sued, and I have to move to Costa Rica. But uh, thank you. We're, we're here live from the broadcast here on Radio Nope, and of course, uh, we're happy to have uh, who's nice enough to join us once again is Stuart S. Shapiro. Creator and yeah. founder of Nightflight. Glad to be here. It's exciting. His yeah. new book, Identify Yourself, A Journey in F.U. Fuck you, creative character. Hey, Stuart, would you like to read some more excerpts to, uh, to your new book? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it's all right, Brian. You can do sure. the show. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't have a plan know, or anything. Uh, a part of the book, as we were talking earlier, is Brian's that, is, not even looking at me. Yeah, I, I turned you out an hour. I'm dressed ago. like a clown. <laughs> I got to try to be serious in the midst Sorry. of chaos. It's, Sorry I think about that's that. what the fucking book is all about. Yeah. How, how do you welcome to my life? How do you become creative in the middle of chaos? Mm. So uh, this is a chapter called Rejection, which is kind of like a, a theme of what I kind of go in and out of. And anyone that's lived a creative life, like all of us here, uh, live a life of being. Uh, rejected and the more outlandish your creative ideas are sometimes a more rejection you find sure so, so um I, this is a, a chapter on that so rejection never ceases to inflict its pain what amazes me is how it can attach itself to success it comes in all colors the obvious component is when rejection is surrounded by failure in business or creative endeavors when we fail, it's easier to digest rejection as part of the process, though not any easier to dispel. The one that still perplexes me is when I'm beset by rejection at the same time I'm enjoying success. Rejection is a natural part of the process. I call it the nighttime and the daytime of a career. The trick is to release from the rejection platform is to turn it into positive energy and to beat back the negative component of its darkness. Getting serious, right? Yeah, I learned you got to be more specific because I get that, but you, you, I know, learned you very, need to know what to do. Okay, so I, I learned very <laughs> on genie. that if I was going to cut the edge of life, the only success was going to be the process of doing it. There was always going to be something that was disappointing and cruel at the end of the cycle. Rejection never steps. Assume in the beginning that you will make a mistake. Assume in the beginning 
you will be rejected. Assume you will misspell something. Assume the contract you just finished will have something left out and you'll feel really fucking stupid in six months. Assumption is the mother of fuck-up. Assume you will fuck-up. It will prevent some of the fuck-ups along the way. But assuming you are going to fuck-up in the beginning is a good thing for the process. Like no that. one's going to believe like me. That. Everything he's read, I had bookmarked, by the way. I have like six things bookmarked, and that's one of them, too. That's such a... Stuart, was there something in your life that uh, you remember, like, that you, one of the biggest points of rejection that uh, yeah. stuck with you? Rejection's uh, a big theme. I mean, like, yeah. what happened, man? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, you know, jumped off the ledge a lot of times. I, so, I, I like, uh, well, just going back to that for a second, I like what you say about, uh, you know, the, the, the reward is in the process, and it really is. If you're a musician or an artist in any capacity, like, you know, the actual doing it is, you know, the best part it is yeah i mean that's what you got to learn because some so much of the time you know we're doing it but we're thinking about the future and which is a really human brain activity sure you want to simplify and, things you know, and like, where am i going to go it's going to like is yeah. it going to be a hit or is it going to sound good and you know as a producer i realized really early on when you like make a movie or make a record or whatever in the mix and you finish it, all you see is the mistake. Oh, I wish I fixed that one thing that's out of focus. Oh, that mix is sucked right, right. there. I wanted yeah. to you get know. this music, but right. I couldn't get you it. Know. Yeah. Yeah. The Beatles coming out of like the help session, like, yeah, that sucked. Right. Fuck. Well, we're, t- we're dead. We're dead. We'll never work in this town again. <laughs> we're husbands. Dinosaurs. Love. So, you know, it really is the process. It's about, we'll never it work really in this is. town again, yeah. me love. <laughs> They're from Jersey, by the way, these Beatles tonight, in my mind. I had it. The Hoboken Beatles. The Hoboken Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's it's really important. Uh, I've been running my business for 20 years, and over those years, I have learned along the way. So I think with failure comes the ability to reassess. Well, listen, then, not everyone wants a Czechoslovakian male whorehouse in the middle of Times Square, uh, but you keep trying. It's, it's, it's key, you know, and so I'm grateful for... <laughs> I guess the Czechoslovakian was a mistake, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was so close. I had the red light in the window and everything. But, you know, it's it's an important part is to, uh, you know, if you fail, try, try again. It's it's helped me kind of persevere. So it's uh, it's something I'm used to. Have you ever failed, Tommy? Sure, a bunch of times. (laughs) How are you looking at it? I'm here now. (laughs) I'm here now. I'm over here now. So you're Czechoslovakia? Yes, I am. So I was in Czechoslovakia in 1968 when the Russians. Wow. I was in Prague when the Russians invaded. That's the year my parents immigrated out of it. What What did they do with you? I was really lucky. I, I, the tanks were rolling in, and yep. we, get, we jumped on a train Jesus and got God. to the border. That's what happened. My mother, but, uh, she ran for the border. And, Holy and cow. we were lucky. Wow. So I think every border is like 10 miles away. from. <laughs> well, it wasn't far, but it was, you wow. know, it was, we were lucky. That must oh have been uh, But gosh. I spent one month crazy. in, in uh, Czechoslovakia that up until the whole month, I, I actually got a scholarship to work for the American Friends Service. And it was all the way on the border of the Russian border in Slovakia. Yeah. And I was that like, wasn't a scholarship, my friend. They were enlisting you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, You're know, an operative. Yeah. I was an operative. Here's I a scholarship. Here's a furry hat and a gun. <laughs> an AK-47. Right, good luck. The GI Bill. Kalishnikov. But, uh, you know, it was amazing because, and I did write about it, actually, in the, the book. The, uh, the, I, I've experienced the, that uh, the, the month that Czechoslovakia and the freedom and the ins- insane sense of freedom that was going on, 
And then it was crushed, and they kind of yes. knew it was going to be crushed. Uh, but they spring, were like, yeah. it was such an amazing experience to feel that from a whole country wise. Yes. Yes. And God, I, the trains work in those places, man. Those trains, their trains are good. Stuart, so check this out. So in, you're out of, I'm out of there. That exact Later. time that you're speaking, I of, see tanks. I'm on a train. My my grandfather was a kind of a like a political figure there, and he was, uh, you know, the communists basically wanted nothing to do with him. Actually, we're trying to put him down. So they were trying to merge the conqueror, trying to quiet him, and he knew that there was trouble coming, and so he decided to gather up his family and, and es- his t-shirts and escape. Screens, <laughs> but his leather t-shirts. It's a lot of political they tension. Made <laughs> and screen printing festival. I'm sorry, Tommy. And ye, ye old screen printing. Go on. And so basically, what happened was they knew that they would have problems on the borders getting out. So what they ended up doing was. Uh, my grandparents spoke like nine <laughs> different languages, you know, so they pretended to be Italian tourists stuck in the country. <laughs> and, one, and they're on each other's shoulders in one trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> and actually uh, f- got forged paperwork and took their kids out of their rooms in the middle of the night, the night that wow. the tanks were rolling in. Jesus. Told them to take one piece of whatever meant anything I'm to talking them. talking to Tommy Rockstar here on right. and, uh And in the middle of the night, like kind of crept out of their apartment building and drove to the border where guns were drawn on them and they had to basically fake being Italian tourists and told their daughters, my mother, not to say a word. Right. I was in a fraternity once and uh, I fell asleep and guns were drawn on me too. <laughs> and from there, they out of my belly into my belly. a German uh, refugee camp where they lived for six months before eventually mm. moving over yeah. to the Czech, to, uh, to America, actually. So it's, it's a crazy story. And I, I've, can only imagine what it was like for you to be there for during that time. Oh, I was really. It's, as a matter of fact, I I kind of compare it to the Woodstock '99 festival, <laughs> <laughs> which is true because you know, I, I, you'd, you'd rather be <laughs> run, over, run over by a tank than listen to David Crosby. Well, no, 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 no. You know what happened? Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. That's a good one. So you know, at the end of the, everybody was like completely crazy for three days and then the fires at the end of 99 it was yeah. like this yeah. expression of release well you could and you could speak on this because you helped broadcast that didn't you i was i did the internet yeah uh, which and then they tried com. to cut him off and he said f you and he refused to be cut off well that was actually you know what happened was as soon as the uh the the, the concert stopped it's called research boys. um the uh yeah, the cable feed stopped and we were still live on the internet, and then the fires yeah. started to break out, and we had our crew out there, and we oh, were like man. feeding. And this was like in the beginning, we had uh, two hundred thousand streams going at that time. It was at the end, and the guys that uh, some of the producers um, were freaking out because they didn't think anybody would find out that the fires were happening. Yeah, and, just you point know, the camera. Like, <laughs> the other, look at the camera too, because <laughs> they were off. They were off the air, but you know they were trying to stop me from from streaming it. Right. And but you were like, a, this is one of the moments that, that kind of was, uh, buys into the, uh, you know, uh, goes in line with the philosophy. Like, you know, just F the bosses, F you. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, man. We were like, we were, it was and an then internet what was moment. It, from that moment, but, um, you uh, um, devised a mantra, didn't The mantra. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Have you read the book? <laughs> <laughs> what is this mantra you speak of, John well, Hulane? Well, you know, he says it's his ma- it became his mantra throughout his whole life, and he can't remember what it is. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's like, do you know what you've done, actually? Yes. Do you course. know what you've done? Do you know you wake up you've in the morning. Done. Do you know what you've done? $12 do you know what? That's pretty well, fitting, So huh? my favorite story of do, not, do you know what you've done, uh, when I was a film distributor with International Harmony in the late, before I started Night Flight, I actually started Night Flight with the International Harmony Library. 
But one of the films that I licensed was a French film card called Tarzoon, Shame of the Jungle. That sounds it, really it was a, like a, a racist a Belgian, Bugs Bunny cartoon. A Belgian animated, <laughs> X-rated cartoon parody of Tarzan. <laughs> and, Off to uh, a good start. And, and, and it had uh, John Belushi in it as a voiceover. Of course. Wow. Can't wait. You're making, are you on acid again? No, 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 what the no, hell no, are you I'm doing? I'm making this up. So, it was a cartoon in the jungle, and John Belushi did the voiceover, and this yeah. is the first movie you, you made. No, no, not the first. I didn't make it. I distributed it here in America. I Jesus. made Tunnel Vision before, but no, I didn't right. make this. I right. was just. But the 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 do you know what you do did moment was so this was a really raunchy R-rated trailer, and I had a friend of mine that was doing promotion, and he invited me over to the. Um, Ghostbusters uh, <laughs> premiere for press on the lot at Universal. Wow, 86, right? yeah, yeah, right now, like three hours. I would right. totally love to hear right. your story. No, no, this just gets was, crazier and crazier. Credentials. There was a Ghostbusters. I didn't even realize no, the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters would be involved. Oh, no, no, it wasn't Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, the sequel? No, no, it wasn't Ghostbusters. What were you? The Fat Boys first? movie? Gremlins. Anyway, <laughs> Disorderly? So he gives, Disorderly. The, he gives the, the, the projectionist $100 and said, play this trailer before the movie. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and it's like really an X-rated with Tarzan's jerking off with June and everything. Trailer. And they got this whole room packed with press ready to see one. Tarzan, move to your left. They're all looking at each other. Guys, like, you know what you did? You put this up. Get the- <laughs> <laughs> Escorted us off the lot. Saved your moment. It was, it was a good moment. Now Ryan lives in an Italian moment. neighborhood. He orders a Tarzan yeah, for was, lunch every day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Anyway, yeah. it wasn't it, it wasn't <laughs> Ghostbusters. It was before Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, I wish it was Ghostbusters. Oh, Speaking of ghosts, uh, so where in in the um, you know the entire theme of this book, where do where where do you put religion? And I read a little bit about in the book about what you say about it, and do you, and and how you went back and forth from not subscribing to subscribing to subscribing to something that uh, was less religious than uh, you explain. It. What's wrong with you? Um, well, I came from a fairly Orthodox Jewish family. Ah, oh, shocker! Yeah, yeah. So um, old school Orthodox, not like right. You, know, you couldn't bring home your girlfriend, right? Because no, she, no, she was, was blonde. I like to say I was hardwired, you know. For, yeah, uh, yeah. So actually, you know, in, in those days, if you married a non-Jewish girl, they they actually took you out of the will, which my father didn't mm, do. That was wow. separately, but always with the money. Yeah, um, but you know, in terms of religion goes, you know, I've, I've Pete, don't say. Uh, my wife Lori is a a, a boo Jew or Jew boo. Mm-hmm. She actually just finished doing a book on the what does Dalai that mean? Lama. Uh, Buddhist, 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 a Jewish Buddhist. Oh, so when you when you list the um, no uh, deities in the book, and the, uh, were you talking about Judaism or Buddhism? No, Buddhism. Right, uh, I because, thought that because yeah, yeah. I had to read it twice, and I was like, right. oh, for a second, I thought maybe you were talking about. I was like, just say, you know, no son of God, no real afterlife. Yeah, I mean, well, in Buddhism, part of the ability to um, meditate is you can meditate on certain on different deities, and they can they have different expressions of uh, bringing you into different uh, themes of you know uh, otherworldly meditations. And as a Jew, you're not really attached to any images. Right. You know, there's no... Uh, Idols. There's no, uh, you know, there's, there's no bodies, you know, except, except for, you know, perhaps the prophets. So it was it always was really hard for me to, you know, um, get into white Tara and the different Buddhist deities and try to meditate uh, on them and sort of 
still have to kind of cleanse myself of what I grew up with as a, a Judaism and a you know kind of a neutral state of uh, seeing what uh, the religious uh, cultural mantras could be. Sure. I brought a little so, Buddha for you tonight. I put oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, he was over there, but I. But I do believe in. I believe in. Uh, it's religion more religious from a spiritual perspective. I yeah. mean, right. like, Buddha, almost like where the Dalai Lama. You know, I believe in compassion. I think yeah. that actually, um, you know, just to digress, when people ask me uh, what's the difference between a Republican and a Democrat. I really tell them it's the compassion quotient that they have, and I think that I always say, "Look at the shoes <laughs> or the pearls." <laughs> um, yeah, are they clutching them? Yeah. So you know, I think that um, <laughs> it's re- religion today is is really it's more important about your spirituality. Religion tends to be a cultural thing, you know, where right. your family's from, it's and a, that's really important to your right. identity. It's, it's a need important. for unity amongst many. And- yeah, but it's also a you know it's an important thing to identify where right. you came from, and that's cultural though in a way. But um, you know, true spiritualism, really, if you really think in terms of uh, you know all religions in their pure states, seem to speak similar quantities. Well, as I was oh, reading, reading this about uh, you know your views on religion, uh, it was nice that you put at the end if you don't believe in God, that's okay too. Like you know, it, it, you're not a zealot. No. No, but if you're not compassionate, then maybe you are a zealot. You know, you you, you right. have to be a good person, and you got to believe in uh, in the mess, and, yeah. and you know that we're all connected, and that one person's uh, ill will is your ill will, and one person's goodness is yours, and we we are all tied together. I do want to ask you a question that's completely off this topic because I meant to ask it before. The, did you you were the, your dad was in the junk business, and you. Went around every summer selling junk around the streets. Is that correct? No, no, not selling junk. <laughs> picking up junk. Picking up. Ah. Oh, well, what's the point of picking it up if you didn't sell it later? Well, well, I said, knocked. What'd so, you do with it? You're like a, you were like a scrap man. Or yeah, no, I was a, I was a peddler, you know. So I had <laughs> a, my brother had a had a uh, three quarter inch four. You 170? Tr- uh, you're a peddler. I was a peddler, man. Did you pick up metal? Or? Metal, metal, brake, cast iron, batteries, yeah. metal go up to the <laughs> farm. Cast iron's heavy as. I got guys yeah. in my neighborhood do that now every yeah. night. The, the Mungo Men, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah copper, those, you know. Was, go, go down oh, there guys, was no copper back then. Those guys know how to pull a television. Oh yeah, apart copper, too. copper, plenty of copper back then. What but, was know, worth more, brass or copper back then when you were when you were pedaling street? Probably metals. brass. With the brass, copper, yeah, yeah. brass a little more. Yeah. Wow. So um, um, that's fascinating to me. I would love it. Where was this in Brooklyn? No, I'm up in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts? North Adams, Massachusetts. Yeah. On the streets of Massachusetts. What did you take? Well, I never, they weren't on the streets, dude. I would take a truck and go out to the farms up in Vermont and oh, drive and all would, around, go to the gas was, stations, oh, yeah, buy man. their batteries. I, I like American the dude, pickers. The dude's pulling up, and uh, I had I, I threw out like a, a, a two uh, radiators. What do you call them in Massachusetts? Radiators? I don't think I call them radiators, man. Radiators? Burlers. <laughs> It's uh, it's up in the air, but uh, the, the yeah, man, they, those guys are like snatching those things up. They're heavy. Well, it's shit. cast iron. Yeah, it's cast yeah. iron. Yeah. Well, cast iron's not worth a lot. I still have my cast yeah, iron radiators in, in my house, but it comes in weight. My it's it's <laughs> my house is what was a, it? A, 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 terribly heated with this one line steam return it's, system. It's a and faulty design. Stewart's old enough; he knows what the hell I'm talking about. It's yeah. horrible. I had to change a vent. Before you showed up tonight, yeah, you have oh, mold right. problems? I just yeah. happen to have the right size vent. I, I, I hit a home run. I yeah, do you have mold problems, John? <laughs> mold? Well, yeah, from the steam. No, why? Who yeah. sent you? What, the city? <laughs> yeah, about promotion. Well, at least you got heat, man. We're uh, live in the broadcast here on radio. I'm talking here. to Stuart Escher. What was the coolest thing you ever found uh, when you were uh, out gathering? 
Oh, hmm. <laughs> you just you find it time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 60 years ago. I don't know. I have to really think about it. What did you ever uh, find like uh like old cool photo? You know, I, I always see these people on Antique Roadshow or something like that. They always say that they've been digging through somebody's garbage and they found a Tiffany lamp or old photographs of Charles Lindbergh or something like that. Did you ever have an experience like that where you found like a really cool item? No, I don't, yeah. not really. No, you, just, you, know, you, you just had your No, sleeve. I haven't. You had your sleeves rolled up. That's it. I'm doing... We're talking to Stuart Shapiro. He's got a new book. It's called Identify Yourself, A Journey in Fuck You, Creative Courage. Oh, I, I like the way you say that, man. Su- That's good. Suggest wait, you, wait. Uh, Maybe you should read a chapter for me. Yeah, John, read to us. You yeah. want me to read one? So, you know, by the way, we've got to go to nightflight.com to buy the book. Nightflight.com. It's right at the top of the page. And while you're there, buy a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, buy like a T-shirt. Yeah. I want to I wanna read Great something logo. that uh, I'm, I haven't bookmarked. Let me go read something that I haven't read yet. How about that? Ooh, I don't want to read the divorce thing. Oh, oh. Mama, Papa, children are forever. <laughs> on this trip learn something new of course I learned that the Guinness beer is the best beer in the world <laughs> for sure according to the Irish seriously though I learned that just showing up is not good enough for real good friendship I learned that it takes more time in learning about your friend I learned that friendship is taking the extra time to go to your friend's hometown no matter where in the world I learned that just visiting showing up and paying your respects are not enough. I learned that giving is also letting your friend give to you. Creating the opportunity to allow your friend to be able to share without restriction, without a time limit. Sometimes that takes more time than we are willing to allocate in our busy lives. I learned that in the heightened emotions of loss, the pain is soothed when we can share about ourselves to our best friend. I learned that when we share about our childhood, our family, our mom and our dad, it makes us whole, it heals, even at moments of great loss. That's just a... Yeah, well, that was a funeral. Um, one of my, my best friends uh, is an Irishman. His dad passed away last year in Dublin. And he called me, told me his dad passed away, and I, and I just jumped on the next plane and went over to Dublin. I'd never wow. been to Dublin. and He's from uh, Austin, Texas. And, uh, you know, they didn't get a chance to bury him for a few days, so I hung out in Dublin with him. And uh, it was sort of the, the, the experience was, you know, lots of times, particularly around funerals and shit, you know, we just show up and then we say our thing and then we leave, you know. Especially in the Irish. The Irish are hanging around with. Well, there he goes. Hey, now, so, everyone else. All right, so now are we going across this hey. road or? They're all together now. For a pop. So, you know, the whole idea of friendship. I mean, you guys here have a, you know, you, you've been doing this for years. Friendship is kind of the base of what you're, what you're doing. And Friends for 25 and, years. Sure. And, and friendship is the extra mile, man. It's hanging out. It's not just like, hey, how you doing? I'll see you later. I got something to do. You really got to put the effort in. You got to make the commitment. You're not bound by friendship. It's, you can walk away from friendship. There's nothing contractually binding you, nothing physically, biologically binding you like family. It's... Well, I, I, reading the book when you talked about it, I misread it at first that you said you that you know the older you got or whatever the, like uh, friends friends you had for twenty years weren't your friends and I went back and read it again and I go oh they are <laughs> right. to be a friend is true it's you do because it, it can yeah. also go the other way but I don't yeah. know. well I mean the whole idea that I you know when you've had friends for twenty years the chances are you've pissed one and off more than one or two times so your friendships 
has lived through the cycles, and that's kind of an important component. I, I, yeah, I you really know, I'm still hard. friends with a guy who's pissed his pants twice and is <laughs> sleeping on my porch right now. So I but, think I'm. I, work, I think if there is a if there is a God, so okay, there is a God. God, please, please shine your light down up, upon me for having to deal with Mario. Thank you. Now, how do you think Mario's gonna feel in the morning when he wakes up? Who is he gonna shit? As long as he doesn't crash his car, I give a fuck how he feels. I give a fuck. I have zero empathy for Mario. This is very much a Laurel and Hardy situation. Yeah, yeah, right. Laurel and Hard on. Um, we're talking to go ahead Tommy go ahead Tommy no no, come on nothing do you have any advice for us how how is this show such a uh, a failure and can we what can we do to improve it besides quitting which is what's on the table (laughs) on the table it's in the middle of the table every week you mention this well you know we always this week it's real we got we got to tie together with knife light, man. We, we got to yeah, figure well, it out. We've been you, saying it, you know, for a year. We haven't yeah, done anything. Well, listen, about I, it. We really the, the do good it. thing about the deal is I have zero to offer you, but this. <laughs> <laughs> so I pretty much have no leverage. So I'll uh, take whatever you want. You're in charge. <laughs> you guys put me on the air. God damn it! I'll do it right now. Do you guys offer for like free an audio component tonight? No, we don't. No, no. Do you offer a health plan? <laughs> I'll make a video. Yeah. Like, I'll make yeah. a video of Ryan and Leah Tars doing David Lee Roth jumps. I give a fuck. Yeah. During, what, do you, what do you think about slow mo, baby? Starting to curate like some uh, some. Hey, like, I'm the, doing a deal here, man. Don't yeah, step into one of my deals. Flight Don't ever go against a family. Night light, night flight relevant podcasts and, and streams. Yeah, I want and everyone like tells me we got to do a night flight podcast. You know, so just, like, just no, but like from an, uh, an audio streaming standpoint on your platform, I think that yeah. that would be fairly successful. Yeah. You want to some teaser? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, we, think, maybe we should I mean, sit down and realize like what the potential later. for that. We know? don't. We have to just do it. So, uh, in what yeah. state of mind are you, Stuart? When well, you write, we'll be part of that when you write this book. Uh, are you on the pot? Am I on the pot? Yeah, the pot. You hold him. What, like, are you what are you doing? Like, sometimes like my parents. Are you on the pot? Are you on the pot? I'll explain what I, what I mean. Is it, it, when you read the book, sometimes it seems like a little manic. Did you write the book in pieces in the middle of the night during the day? Did you write it all in like kind of one shot? No, you know, no, just no. A no, bunch no, of right. crazy notes written, strewn all over the no, room. No, I, I, I sit down. How'd and you I, put it together? I try to write a chapter at a time. Right. You know, and I sit down, and sometimes it comes out pretty quickly. You sit um, down. And you're like, it's book time. Yeah, I sit down and you know have a theme that I want to uh, that I ruminate over, uh, and then I try to just sit down and you know w- in one session and and write you know a chapter. But some you know th- it, I wrote this over ten years and and um, I, I but I it's actually, how do you make it cohesive after like ten years of uh, you know kind of like uh, who band says band it's band. fucking cohesive? I yeah, oh well, listen, it's completely disjointed, but also makes no. sense in a way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, uh, because it's got it's like autobiographical, and you know the theme of uh, of who I am and the experiences uh, and the and the revel- revelations that I try to bring in to kind of feed wisdom through it is is the theme and. Uh, I kind of you know, like that about the concept of this book is that you didn't just do something that was just completely autobiographical and you wanted to offer kind of some uh, advice to others, you know, so it was, it's a cross. Do you ever feel like, who the hell am I to, uh, you know, tell people what to do or something or, or you're like, a, you know, do you ever have no, that? No, no, I've been now? doing that my whole life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> do you, me and you both. Do you friend. feel that this is a step away from your public persona or do you, or does it... Uh, Add to uh, who you are, like as far as the uh, well, you know, culmination over, of you know. right. Uh, where, where, who is that? Is that this person 
you know, giving us this advice? To have, do you do this on the air? No, uh, ever? no, like no, 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 not at all. I mean, the the whole idea of actually writing something is that words uh, have a power on their own, and that you know they're sta- they're staple. So um, I, uh, you know, and I liked I liked the the kind of style that I was writing in and have been writing in, and uh, you know the sort of anecdotal. So I was just kind of, and then people always ask me about the stories. You know, they tell me a story, tell me this and that. So I kind of tried to, you know, do it in a term of you know historical perspective, the different things that have happened, right. and try to find uh, wisdom through the actions that happen and around. How did you form the, uh, you know, the kind of poetry, like line by line thing? Was that something you re- hand? You yeah, know, yeah, I handwrite. I handwrite and I write. Hand it, and, 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 and I do it write. It reads like you're handwriting it because yeah. it's like, you know, you don't really type and then hit, you know, return or whatever. But <laughs> to, for emphasis, you know. Yeah, because like it, it does have a poet. I always wanted it to have a poetic it, type of. It uh, comes across, man, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Good job. So. I like it. Thanks, man. Thanks. Is, so, this the, uh, is this the first book you've uh, published? Yeah. Well, actually, I did a book with Lori. I, did, oh, no, 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 I no. knew there was another book somewhere in there. Right? <laughs> no, no. I did a really cool book uh, with Lori in 2000 called Flash Frames, um, which was the art of the shockwave art that first started out on the Internet. And I profiled. Uh, I, I kind of knew it was... Uh, I was working in that field with Todd Rundgren at one point, and he was doing these sort of early animations, uh, which were based on Shockwave. And uh, I saw this really cool art form that was all done in vector graphics and stuff, and I decided to do a book on it based on, to kind of memorialize uh, the art that was happening in the early ages of the Internet. Um, actually, uh, Stan Lee wrote the... Uh, the forward on it for me. Wow. And it's got really, really cool art. And, um, you know, so... Um, How'd that was, do? Was it, was it... No, it didn't do well at no? all. No? As a matter of fact, uh, you know, Lori and I, we did that before we got married, and I told her it was going to be a hit and everything, and of course, uh, she reminds me, I worked for a year on your dumb book, and it never happened. But, but are you, are you Stanley you feel, did the forward on my book. Yeah. But Stanley cheap. did the forward, man. You know, no, but you so. feel cool, fulfilled man. that you felt, you know, that's cool, something you would have done with your future wife. I would have felt like at least that's a project you we never had that bond. Feel, feel yeah, no, well, you know, yeah. it's a bond it's that you guys share. If you, yeah, if you can get through jump. doing a book with your wife, you can definitely marry her. There you go. Everyone kill you. I I also have a book too. Check this out. There's me and my wife. Oh, really? I published my it a brochure. Yeah, wedding. My wedding book. I just it's published it. Oh, book. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God! Tommy Rockstar comes bursting in. It's two minutes before the show, showing me his wedding pictures. Yes. I'm like, the, the, the computer's, the sparks coming out of it. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, look, 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 here's you. And I'm bald. I'm like, get my daddy. He surprised us. The back of the book, there's uh, honeymoon pictures in there. So. No, that's you guys right there. You guys want to uh, take a break? We're here with Stuart Shapiro of Night Flight, of course, creator and founder. And you can go to nightflight.com and buy his new book, Identify Yourself. You son of a bitch, is, I believe it's called. Identify Yourself, a journey in Fuck you, creative courage! Available now on nightflight.com and also. That's actually it's also available on Amazon. But yeah, but, I know yeah, it was but, too, but I didn't know if you wanted yeah, but, to, if yeah. one's better than the other. What does the S stand for? It's better if we help. Yeah, what does the S? Uh, stand for? Samuel Stuart Samuel. Shapiro. Well, there's another Stuart Shapiro walking around there. He's some kind of imposter. I've been doing my research. 
a congressman or something like that. <laughs> and he's no, got to put the of, S in there because I'm like, what the hell, man? You're the, you gotta be, you, you gotta take charge and email this guy and be like, listen, I'm Stuart Shapiro. You gotta be like Stuart E. Shapiro. Wait, oh, don't you have a doppelganger too? Isn't there a John Houlihan who collects your royalty yeah, checks? Everybody looks yeah. at me like some Icelandic Irish elf. <laughs> fucking beer belly. When we come back, John, you know what we're gonna have? We got the news. Sex? No. Oh, we got the news. God damn it. I'll get late one of these days. Uh, live from the Raj Radio Nope. When we come right. back, we're going to do Tommy Rockstar's news. <laughs> these two appearance like, I totally had enough. We'll see how long he lives. <laughs> you're going to make, you're gonna have to make a fool of me now because I'm not going to be able to answer any of your jokes, oh, right? Any of our jokes. didn't break them, but we will. Well, it's not a good sign that you don't know their questions but think they're jokes and we'll be back. <laughs> Thanks, Stuart. Stuart, Stuart Yeah.
it's all over but the shouting I cannot take what's mine We're searching for the latest thing A break in this routine Talking some new kicks What's like you ain't never seen This is home This is Beat Street It's our home Only one I know This is home See a gun is real easy In this desperate part of town Turns you from hunted into hunter. You're going to hunt somebody down. Wait a minute now. Somebody said, Fair warning. Lord, strike that poor boy down. Mario update. It's a Mario update. Uh, Mario is a, yeah, so he's lying out, he's like eating, he's sitting on the floor like Indian style in my living room. Okay. And he's like eating a bowl of porridge or something. You take photos? And uh, no, he's got like my blankets wrapped around him and his probably pee pants or whatever. And he's like eating his pars like someone's gonna steal his food like he's on a desert island. And he's like, I'm coming back out there. Oh no. God. Like, no, you're not. And I go up to the bathroom, I come down, he's he's passed out completely. He's he's back asleep (laughs) on the floor. So thank God, everyone. Let's have a big round of applause for Mario not coming back. And uh Mario, he's not driving home. I'm gonna call his wife and let's uh, you wanna rat rat him out on the air? Yes, yes. Oh, the air. Oh, God, that's a dream come true. Yeah, let's what? do it. This is a oh, great idea, Oh, you're my Ryan. favorite I'm, person in I'm the world, I'm glad John. you thought of it. You have to call her Lane 2 the whole time, though. Oh, this is bad. I haven't thought this through. Do I have Elaine's number? Of course. you got to use select language there, my friend. Kids might no, be listening. Can't, I can't call her on the air. i got to tell her she's on the air. Yeah, tell her right a minute. Wait a minute. She's going to kill me. Tell her you need her help, and she's got to pick him up. I'm going to rat the guy out. You're so See what I do for him? I have it right here. I'm ready to hit the button. Ask her if she's home, what she's wearing. Oh. <laughs> uh, I can't. Yeah. Right? Just non-discreetly say to her that she needs to come over here. Send her a text. That way you don't have to deal with reaction. Text doesn't work for radio. <laughs> it's like yeah, we'll read it. when Mario paints pictures on the radio. <laughs> We're back here live from Garage here on Radio <laughs> Nope. We're uh, happy to have Sh- uh, Stuart Shapiro. One more time, yeah. round of applause. One more time, nightflight.com. Go by have Mario. Go by his yeah. new book, and uh, it's it's really good. It's a it's a fun book, and it's great. And, so, uh, so you're going to give me a quote for the book? 
Right, from my second edition, right? Yeah. Uh, Stuart Shapiro uh, surpasses all boundaries. <laughs> I, I, I recommend it. I do recommend it. I, I would never not recommend the book. I, you know, there was a guy in here who he had a movie. I thought it sucked. I told him it sucked. <laughs> I give a shit. <laughs> the book's good. I like the book a lot. Thanks. You, you know, it's, it's, it's kind you of like an insight. Yes, he has. Right, I haven't read it. I, I referenced... Every single thing you said, I, uh, I, I know you did. He bookmarked, he dog-eared Come on. Nobody else it. here did their research. My did copy it. got lost, dude. Yeah, right. My dog ate my homework. <laughs> Which is actually page uh, 365. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty in that. <laughs> so uh, you guys have a... Uh, Tommy, produce the show for guys. Yeah, I'm going to produce it with the news. All right. Please, Tommy Rockstar. Produce some news for us, Tommy. You remember uh, this, Stuart, right? When Tommy said, does the news. The news. <laughs> he That's sings it. They do, they do. This is real news, by the way. I can't find it. What's wrong with me? Ah, right, here we go. All right, Tommy. Are you running a gym? Running a gym? What, you need a workout or something? I thought you were a newsman. For up-to-the-minute, late-breaking nationwide news coverage, turn on your TV. To listen to a bunch of drunken buffoons goof on shit, listen to Live from the Barrage every Friday at 8 p.m. on Livestream.com. If the first story isn't Mario pees his pants twice in my house, <laughs> I'm going to fire you on the spot. That's breaking news. Edward R. Murrow. <laughs> no, this story is out of Washington. <clears throat> uh, former MLB slugger. Good evening. <laughs> Uh, Jose Canseco. Yes, former MLB slugger Jose Canseco. <laughs> ding, ding. You, you're reading my mind. Is uh, eyeing a different it's not league. that hard. Out on bail. It's like the junior jumble. <laughs> it's every week, my friend. Easy. Sudoku. And all the numbers are filled in. I think I got it. Is eyeing a different league. In his post-baseball life, apparently attempting to enter the world of politics. Mm. Even numbers. <laughs> hey, check these numbers. The, the six-time All-Star tweeted at Donald Trump on Wednesday, mm. attempting to snag the open vacancy for the president's chief of staff. Yeah, no one wants this job. They're like, I don't want to go to jail. Shit, give it a whole Chris day. Christie's like, nope. <laughs> and they like announced him. And the other dude, who's like the young guy, who's uh, Mike Pence's chief, he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to spend more time with my family. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry, I'll work on your super pack. <laughs> nah, love, I'm cool. <laughs> it's like Dennis Quaid now or something. The ball player tweeted, quote, <clears throat> Hey, little down buddy. to John Voigt. <laughs> John Voigt knows they can take him on the line. And Tommy Lee Jones. He, he tweeted, quote, Hey, hey little. <laughs> uh, uh, no conservatives in Hollywood. Canseco tweeted, <laughs> quote, Hey, little buddy, you need a, you need a Bash brother for the chief if staff. Jose Canseco, chief of staff, is really not. It's not out of the world of possibility. Bash Donald, bro. Donald fucking Trump is a president. Why not? I say. Chief. Yeah. Just, Jesus, goddamn. Canseco continued, got a secret reorg plan already. Also worried about you looking more like a Twinkie every day. I will buff you up with daily workouts. DM me. Yeah, so yeah, Jose can take yeah. well, obviously not serious about the job. I wouldn't go into a job interview and be like, hey, you know what? You're looking like a twinkie twinkie. jerk off. <laughs> he stole my line. Right. Oh, and, you're hired. DM and then, me. And then ended with the hashtag, yes, we can Seiko. <laughs> Slide into my DM. Sliding. Jose sliding all right. Yeah. This wasn't the first time Canseco attempted to join Trump's team. The slugger tweeted his <laughs> own candidacy to be U.S. ambassador to the United Nations in October. Right. Why not? 
working as Trump's chief of staff, wouldn't mark mm-hmm. Conseco's first appearance in Washington either. He testified before Congress. What's up co- there, chief? <laughs> yeah, how staff? Hey there, Senator. <laughs> he testified before Congress on Capitol Hill in 2005 right, yeah. so. <laughs> when participating in congressional <laughs> he hearings. He's the defendant. Right, it's old hat now. He bled the That's fifth. right. <laughs> It was relating to the steroids. That's, epidemic. It, that's his resume. Like that, That's a thing to be proud of that he testified. <clears throat> his next story he is ratted out of, everybody out, that freaking stool pigeon. His next story is out of California. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, police in California responded to reports of faint cries coming from a closed restaurant this Wednesday. Uh, only, to find <laughs> a man, slow night. only to find a man stuck inside an old Chinese takeaway restaurant's dirty grease trap. Where he'd apparently been stuck uh, for yeah. days. Uh, How big is it? One fifty-seven. Yeah, it was like a uh, duck on the roof. In the fucking was a duck on the roof. Can you believe this? Yeah. It was like a roof duct. What Franco show is plans? this? <laughs> Where am I? Uh, according to Al- Alameda County what, Sheriff's you? Office, <laughs> <laughs> the twenty-nine-year-old man named It's always Alameda Chim Squiggly <laughs> had a uh, what. The 29-year-old man named Chim Squiggly mm. had allegedly attempted to break <laughs> in like a town in Pennsylvania into the closed San Lorenzo restaurant earlier this week by pulling a, oh. di- a die-hard-style shimmy through an exhaust vent. Oh, I heard about this, Church. He yep. fell through the ductwork. Yes. Like a, in Jackass the movie. It it that's a funny-ass yeah. bit. <laughs> when they like fall through the oh, ceiling dude, they and they're dressed like robbers and stuff. Yes. That's funny. That's what happened. That's funny. That's but he apparently... <laughs> Miss- I remember camera. that in the theater. Yeah, that was good. One dude, dude, as soon as they fall down, he's like, I'm out of here. He books <laughs> out of there. He's like two blocks away. But uh, apparently he misjudged the size of the duck. They got like jewel bags and shit. Yeah, hey, That's funny. worth getting arrested for. Mask on. It's yeah. the details. Yeah. He misjudged the size of the duck and got wedged inside, covered in grease and oil and unable to move. Grease me out, woman. <laughs> grease me Squiggly apparently uh, stayed... Squiggle diggle. Grease Squiggly apparently... Squiggly wiggly. Squiggly doo. Stayed in the duct in the dark duct. A with just the foul smell of old grease. Stuart, did you ever hang out with the grease man? Do you remember the grease man? The grease. He was on K Rock, and he would do exactly the voice that they're doing. Shit on K Rock. Ham radio. But baby batter. He was just stuck with the the foul smell of old grease and presumably a profound sense of regret as he stayed there for two days, periodically shouting for help until a neighbor named Igor Brominski. Until a neighbor. Until a neighbor named Igor Brominski finally heard him. Goobel. The grease man. Did they bust him? Well, let's check this out. <laughs> Quote. Another check? Never catch me. I keep. <laughs> I kept hearing oohs and ahs, and I was Oozle. like, who can it be? <laughs> Igor, Igor Taltiernan. Once Brominski found the man, he quickly called 911 <laughs> and tried to keep the terrified man company until cops showed up. Phone dry. Fuzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, I kept asking him questions like, what's your name? But he just kept saying, please, please just help me and don't hurt me. Please turn off the grease man show and I'll tell you everything you want to know. I'll sing like a canary. Apparently it took firefighters 
almost an hour to unscrew to unscrew sheet metal from the exhaust vent and then dismantle it uh, enough to pull Squiggly out. Dismantle. All right, that's enough grease, man. <laughs> Thank you. Stuart Shapiro is about to jump out a window. <laughs> I'm jumping back like, in the window. What the hell am I doing? That's <laughs> all making sense. Stuart, you ever uh, writing this book and all this stuff and all the things you've done, all the things you've seen? You're 70 years old. You ever think about uh, do you ever have suicidal thoughts? And I'm, uh, I'm totally serious. I'm not cool. being like it. Yeah. I know it's kind of wow. heavy, but suicidal. Nah, not really. No, nah? no, but I, I too I, handsome I, to die. No, no, man. But I, I, I did take acid and died a few times. So you, I, how uh, many times have you dropped yeah, acid? Yeah, not that many times during the writing of the book. No, uh, well, <laughs> were you puddled? No, but uh, you how, know, not that many times. Ten. 20? 10 times. Really? Me yeah, too. I mean, yeah, about 10 yeah. times. Oh, I mean, right. if you throw right in there. Uh, psilocybin, and, you know, I had 10 good. But I had, some, I had some good ones, man. See, I figured, like, reading so the I book did, you were some... I, like, had, I had a real fuck you attitude towards taking acid back in the old days. So, right. It was too so, hippie? No, 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 no. I, I wanted to try to create a situation where I could, go, I could go as far as possible. So on one of my classic acid trips, I was going from Turkey... To Athens, oh, and physically traveling, and my whole no, 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 and be stoned on acid the moment I got there. Right. It was wow. a foreign country, so I could experience <laughs> the extreme sense of dis- uh, disillusionment. Would you yeah. drop when the plane was coming down? Like yeah, I did. I, I know I did. I dropped it. When I dropped it <laughs> you in dropped the airport. On yeah. Now back then, was it a big? Uh, if you you took acid on the plane, no one checked your pockets back then and stuff, right? But if if you did get caught with acid, like didn't they make a big deal out of it, or it wasn't illegal? You though. could bring acid no. on a plane now. Well, yeah, but then eventually, at some point, the government was like, you know, acid is the worst thing ever, and they would like, okay. if you had like a bunch of tabs on you, right. they'd send you to like fucking twenty five the, years. They weigh the paper. I enjoyed right. it. Right, it's some <laughs> bullshit thing. Yeah, and it's like you get five life sentences. But so you weren't worried about having it on the plane or anything. Well, I just had one tab and I took it and that you was took it, it on the way know? down. Yeah. yeah. How do you know when you take acid? Like if it's good or not? Like if. It's, <laughs> ah, oh, two sorry. hours later. Yeah. No, I mean like it's not. I've taken it a bunch, but like, how do you know? If you think about your parents, it's not. <laughs> Tommy, I, I I've been telling you bunk acid the entire time. I apologize. For no, like, I, I, I need know, to admit this now. How do you know what dirtbag is like putting whatever fucking chemical he wants? You know. How do you know it's not pure? Like you don't. I mean, well, acid. You Listen, know, when you when you have ten cigarettes in your hand, they're all lit, and the floor is moving. I think I think we're in good shape. Okay. <laughs> I think it's working. Last right. time I tripped, mission was, accomplished. Uh, one more next week, my man. I was eighteen the last time I tripped. We dude. should do a show where we're all just tripping. Hi, how yeah, many of you? How, my kids have, have you all had acid? Come on, come on, come on. You had I thought some mescaline yeah. acid, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I did acid. Mario did a ton. I did mescaline once, and the only time I did it was with guess who. Tommy rocks them. The That's right. Yeah, so did you ever do any acid? And he's like, hey, you want to watch airplane? Fantasia? No. I, yeah, I couldn't do I it on an airplane. I would, I'd would. hang myself. I hate flying. I would. Yeah. Yeah. But I would you do it here flying? on the air. I can't stand oh, flying. on the air would be amazing. Yeah, I, I, I did it two right. times. We're not doing drugs on yeah. the air, guys. So, Stuart, do you, do any, uh, you, you just stick to the weed now? Yeah, I know. I'm just a weed guy. I'm a weed guy. I like weed. This story is out of California. What are you smoking? You smoking the vapes? Yeah, you vape. I do vape, and I like uh, t- grass and tobacco joints. I'm yeah, oh, like right an old, uh, oh, real Irishman. Spliff. That's what they do in By the way, Tommy, when you called me an Irishman before, that's a equivalent to being called like a Chinaman. I, I'm very racist. I never called you an Irishman on the show tonight. You're damn right. You haven't <laughs> now, so. You hear me? Yeah. 
I never called I, you an Irishman. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> you could do the split. You I'm losing your fucking jaw for you. Check his fucking piece of shit. <laughs> All right, what's in the news? Uh, two California <laughs> nuns who worked as educators <laughs> no, apparently embezzled $500,000 and, <laughs> and spent it on... God bless. Put it on black. Listen, this is, this, these women, they, they're no good time. Let them go to Atlantic City. You get a prick oh, stuck in them once in a while. Yeah. And spent Jesus it on a week-long women. Spent it on a week-long bender in Las Vegas, blowing cash on cas- in casinos before ultimately being caught. <laughs> like, uh, and the rapists get away, but they a, get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're down in the cold Jagermeister fa- from the fountain. According to sealed documents unsealed by TRN, yeah. they're in the spearmint rhino. <laughs> Uh, according to sealed documents unsealed by TRNN, Sister Mary Margaret McBride, through him, with him, and him, principal of the Saint James, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, principal of the Saint James, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Now you go, Stuart. Do the Jewish. The what bells? was the Jewish like? Barak <laughs> every every yeah. religion's got their goofy uh, and it's chants. It's yeah. raining outside. <laughs> Sister Mary Margaret McBride, principal of the oh, St. James Catholic School in Torrance. This, is, this show oh. is offensive to me as an Irishman. And oh, her okay. sister, Sister Lisa McBride, also oh, thank, thank God. worked on, at the <laughs> school normalcy. as a teacher, had been siphoning money from tuition fees and donations for into a long forgotten account for We've well been over a looking decade. At the ledgers now, so oh, they'll the... never see. <laughs> <laughs> Put it all to the left. They don't look. Yeah, I love it. Every nun lives to like 110. Yes. Of course, so, they don't have to deal with dudes. Like, is that why? What's the imagine. longevity? <laughs> Whiskey and boiled man. onions. Yeah. Listen, let them in Vegas. They're like a sea turtle. It lives like 250 <laughs> years. The, the, the sea turtle swims around the whole time. It's like 250 years. Lobster's got a beard. All I do is swim all day. <laughs> Can I just go to Atlantic City one time? But swimming is boring as shit. I lay eggs if I'm lucky. I jump back into the water after that. It's warm. It sucks. After receiving an anonymous... Swim around, hope that... Oh, here comes a shark. Is it today? After receiving an anonymous tip... <laughs> I lived 249 years. The local archdiocese brought in a, re- a retired FBI agent by the name of Pete Seeger to investigate the unholy pair. According to Seeger, it was uh, apparently common knowledge around the school that the nuns like to Seeger travel. Seeger spelled S-E-A, right? S-E-E-G-U-R. Because we're talking about the C. And they, they, apparently they were known to, to like to gamble and travel, <laughs> but when pressed for facts, the duo this claimed... This machine arrests nuns. <laughs> <laughs> the duo claimed that the, they, they got their All money... All you habits are bound to lose. Uh, they got their money from a rich uncle. Ah, no, you know, it was my rich uncle. Oh, Seamus, he left us a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) According to Seeger, the sassy sisters supposedly squandered secret stashes of cash. We've got a lot in common. Oh, yeah, like what? (laughs) Well, we both fold laundry. Skim off the towel. And neither of us is Chinese. Well, I see you've been doing your homework. We both like a taste. According to Seeger, <laughs> we're both swell lookers. The sassy sisters supposedly squandered wow, secret stashes of cash. Right <laughs> that was like ten in a row. Yes, it was <laughs> jackpot. <laughs> At the craps table, before heading over to the blackjack, before eventually depositing over hundred thousand dollars into slot machines. In I do some, love the show. In some of Las Vegas's <laughs> most popular casinos. Yeah. Stuart, when you look at us, do you see dollar signs <laughs> yeah, right. disappearing? Failure. Uh, Stuart's like, you know what? Let, uh, let me let me rewrite that book. Some people 
or just failure. <laughs> we take that eleventh acid hit. While <laughs> the eleventh was the one that made the difference, right? <laughs> Where was the tipping point? Exactly. <laughs> and you came full circle. All right. Identify yourself. Stuart, uh, there's you've, nothing left. You've lived 70, 70 years on this earth, and uh, here you are in, in my garage. <laughs> what have you done? What, what happened? I know, man. <laughs> what was that so mantra? I, come, yeah. I, I wrote this book just to get here. It's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Took me ten fucking years. You to gotta get have here. goals. Yeah, we don't like just anybody on the show. We didn't like the shockwave shit. We, but we no, had to yeah. bump you for Dave Coulier like ten times. <laughs> amazing. While the other elderly nuns have been removed from the ministry, the archdiocese tells Are there and young nuns. No, yes. my favorite UK punk band, Young Young Nuns UK. With a U. That uh, that it dis- is disciplining to press charges, declining to press charges. Excuse me. In the meantime, the nuns order the Sisters of Mercy have to repay the full restitution uh, to the school immediately. Ooh. Damn. Ooh. Oh yeah. Sure young nuns. Split seven. Young nuns. That was that movie with Saint Elmo's Fire. Yes. And Emilio Estevez. That's right. That's a, that was the connection I was trying to make, but I'm drunk. I thought you were going for and nuns it, on the run. It's it's a, was on Afternight. It's, it's a joke that uh, needs workshopping. So they're going to sell up. their story and get the money back. Yes. yes. <laughs> young guns. This young guns right after Nightfly. Story's out of Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Young guns pretty good. Okay. During a recent... <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> it's no Deadwood, bro. During, <laughs> I mean, uh, Tombstone. During a recent trip to Switzerland, Florida resident Chris Lumpke opted to hang glide. Uh, and uh, This is crazy. And signed up to take a flight through the Swiss Alps with a professional hang gliding company. However, shortly after takeoff, things went horribly wrong when it became clear that the pilot, Sven Flurgesberg. Yeah, that's uh, your problem. God bless you. You make shirts at Flurgesberg. <laughs> forgot to strap Lumpke into the glider. Yeah, they picked him up in an airplane, right? Yes. No. Hey, no. good luck, Tubby. And they just <laughs> tossed him out. With, he wasn't strapped to the parachute. That sucks. Like, you yeah. jump out and the parachute opens. You're like, cool. And you're like, fuck, I'm not connected to it. This sucks. <laughs> it's too intense. To avoid certain... Hey, Officer Lumpke. <laughs> Lumpke. <laughs> to avoid certain death, the mortified man was forced to cling to the glider for dear life yeah. as it like, rattled back and forth in the air. For like four sure. minutes or something. Yeah. Man, holy shit. All while the pilot desperately attempted to make an emergency landing. The hair-raising incident was all captured on camera and uploaded to the internet by the man in it. <laughs> Captain, of course, the guy. He did it on purpose. He wanted to get a little hit. Yeah, what do you think about that, Stuart? Like people are going to be just like in the digital age. Like uh, everyone will be recording all the time, so we're going to see like everyone record their own deaths. Well, yeah, yeah, dude, he's for it. <laughs> In in the video, you can see Jesus things Christ. start to unravel Sorry, man. almost immediately. <laughs> After the panicked pair pushed off the mountain. Nothing matters. (laughs) The video shows Lumpke uh, dangling like a rag doll, thousands of feet in the air with one hand on the glider. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. (laughs) And the other hand gripping the pilot's leg for dear life. Uh, Evidently. Pilot trying to shake him off. (laughs) The pilot, Mr. Flurgisberg, made a critical. Come on. That's what it says here. He's not Flylisberg. Uh, made a critical pre-flight error by neglecting to double-check that his passenger was actually strapped in, which led to the terrifying encounter. Quote, I remember looking Stuart down... Stuart uh, feel free to punch Tommy Rockstar in the face. <laughs> <at any time. laughs> I remember looking down and thinking, I'm going to die, recalled a loose Lumley on the phone with TRNN. Loose Mur- Lumley. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her. Miraculously, af- after a few minutes in the air, the pilot managed to make an emergency landing. However, upon full imp- impact... That's his fucking job. Yes. Lumpke suffered a broken wrist that required surgery. 
Mm. And he walked away. And was found to found have was found to have a torn bicep muscle due to the prolonged one arm dangling. Oh. Yeah, I got a one arm dangling. It's unclear whether the pilot will face any consequences for such a safety breach, but one thing's for certain, Lumpke isn't going to let his near-death experience keep him from uh, hand gliding again. He must have read the Stuart Shapiro book. He's yeah, not he wants that shit keep him there. again. Listen, I broke my wrist. I walked yeah, away from rejection. the Rejection. Yeah. You got to turn it into the yes. next thing. Everything else is cream cheese, baby. Yeah, now he's an internet star. He's got to do it again. <laughs> Meet me in the Berkshire. <laughs> Instagram uh, celebrity. Speaking of which, <clears throat> there's more. Yeah, there's a little bit more. All right, good. We got to eat up some time. <laughs> I feel like it's one thirty in the morning. <laughs> it's only ten twenty. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, the rock band Sticks have announced the co-headlining. Rock, tour. Wait, whoa! Rock is in quotes, right? Yeah, <laughs> what do you think of Sticks? Stuart Shapiro, crap, not crap. No comment. What do you mean, okay? He's too nice. High ground. Yeah. He knows them. He's French. No, cousin. No, no. <laughs> okay. I smell it. No, I don't care about sticks. I don't. No, okay. Either way. You don't want to fill your head with Say that. no more. The quote, unquote, rock band sticks have announced a co-headlining tour with Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, wow. Well, you know, it could work, I guess. Yes, according to reports, sticks have sealed up more than a half dozen shows with Larry the Cable Guy for the upcoming Laugh, sorry, Laugh, Rock, and Seriously tour. He's funny. He speaks to me. He's the everyman. You just gotta listen to him. He's like, look at me, I fixed cable TV. It's pretty dumb. It's performance art. Pretty dumb. Pass me a beer. And I'm like, oh man, this guy's he's good. Quote, we first ran into Larry the Cable Guy at a convenience store in Sarasota, Florida. Many years ago, said Sticks frontman Larry Tommy the Cable Shaw. Guy, uh, press working? releases and like barbecue sauce all over it. Yeah, he said in a press release to tear it in. Now uh, we are pairing up for a fun night of music and comedy, something we could all use a big dose of. Yeah, you know, times are tough. <laughs> I think we should. We also just take a break. Like in Seiko, <laughs> go to the Larry staff. the Cable Guy stick right. show and relax for once. You know, bi- a, bipartisan. What a night out. We <laughs> earned this. You want to you show your wife a good time? Grab your coat, honey. I worked too hard not to go. <laughs> We're going to take the four-door. Get, get a sitter, Jane. Everybody in the car. <laughs> File in. We're going to sticks. <laughs> Where are we going? Shut up. Everybody get in the minivan. Yeah. It's a state fair, and... The high-pitched rockers will Damn team it. up. The high-pitched rockers. High-pitched. We'll team... <laughs> we'll team up for seven... I'm picking up... We'll team up for seven whopping shows. Beginning at uh, the general it's racist against Italians. <laughs> beginning at the General Insurance Arena in Fargo, North Dakota. Ah, the old General Insurance Arena. <laughs> the old shed. <laughs> the Colonel Angus Arena. <laughs> On March twenty first. The, the steakhouse that reminds you of uh, going down in the woods. Disgust. And end the lengthy seven date tour at the State Farm Amphitheater. Lengthy seven dates. In Champaign, Illinois on March thirtieth, seven days nine days later. Um, there was a meeting. They're like, "Where do you want to end the tour?" Champaign, Illinois. Fargo. The, bro. I don't know what you guys are thinking. It's right but. by the border. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of Champaign, Illinois. Ever since I ran into <laughs> quote, ever since I ran into Tommy at a convenience store in Florida, I always wanted to work some shows with the iconic band Sticks. Is the news still happening? Said Larry the Cable Guy. Not only because of their music has Hello been... Hello there, I'm here to fix the cable. <laughs> Hello there, I need shirts. Right. Not only because their music has been the soundtrack to my life, 
but also to try and get back the 10 bucks I loaned him for honey buns and coffee that day in Florida. Jesus Christ, man. Larry the Cable Guy is probably <laughs> worth like honey fucking $20 million. Honey buns and coffee right. was and his then, last you album. Know, like that idiot who has the fucking puppets, and he's like, hello, everybody. He's probably worth the same shit. What probably. the fuck? I want to kill him. You're living your life wrong, dude. <laughs> I know. That's why you're going to read the book <laughs> twice. This is my last story. <clears throat> I need advice. How about... Maybe my legacy is to murder Larry the Cable Guy on stage. I'll be famous forever. <laughs> Think about sticks. This uh, you can be stuck with sticks. I'll work Mario like a pee in the pants puppet. Like and Bachman turn overdrive. Jalapeno gonna, on gonna, a stick. He's gonna tour with oh, fuck yourself. Be your, uh, this story is Indian candidate. This story is out of India. <laughs> Man with the golden arm. No. Hey. hey all right. According to reports coming out of India, a rat in the another Indian story. Last story, dude. <laughs> Spread it out. <laughs> we got time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. A rat in the Indian state of Assam. Oh, family's rats. Apparently <laughs> squeezed. <laughs> <be a> rat. <laughs> apparently squeezed its way inside an ATM machine, where it consumed and destroyed over seventeen thousand six hundred and sixty-two dollars worth of rupees. Do you have oh. rat insurance? <laughs> Before promptly dying. It's like two billion rupees. I thought, I thought you were going to tell me the rat made a withdrawal and was like pissed off about the <laughs> fee. <laughs> no, he ate seventeen thousand dollars worth of rupees. By the way, two hundred and almost three hundred thousand dollars still missing from the yes. New Jersey route. Yes, what is that? Route three. Yes, Ra- route nine. They're oh, looking for all that yeah, money. Yeah. People three. don't want to give it back. <laughs> this guy rear-ended a Brinks truck. Truck. The back. I thought you were going to lead with that. The the doors fly open in the back. Everyone's picking, stopping, picking up money on the on the highway in New Jersey. They got about ten grand of it back. I could believe it. Yo, it's got to be all hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> it's Only New Jersey. <laughs> There's a lady on Twitter being like, "Come down to the highway. So, There's free money a, everywhere." About it. So jam. this guy comes on TV and he's like, "Listen, assholes, yeah. we we got time. We're gonna check every tape. We're gonna do this. Yes. We're gonna do that. Every license plate's on. You got till tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Don't be a dick. You got till tomorrow. Bring the money back, or else you're getting charged. Yeah, so now, dead. you got to think about it like this. My next thought is. Well, they don't know how much money I have, so I I, I go and bring back Five some bucks. of it, yeah. which is what everyone's going to think. Yes. And you don't give them all, and you're like, well, listen, I'm a hero. Here I am. I, here's the 1500 I stole. Hey. Meanwhile, you got fucking... This feels a little light hole. Five grand other than that. Maybe I should check under your fingernails. Well, here's the thing. All they see is your face and you picking up random bills. Right. I mean, are they going to count it? That's a good tactic, John. I like it. Thank you. Well, I, well you find that, 700 bucks and you want to get rid of What do you think Mario would do I in was, that situation? I was trailing that armored car for two days. You know, it could only happen in Jersey. No <laughs> else. I know. He the was Jer- there. No Everyone, but the best people in Jersey, the, everyone's picking up the money, and there's the people behind him like, fuck the money, I got to go. And they're trying to get around him, and they're running over the money. They're like, I got I get shit to yeah, do. Yeah, I think I had to do that. Yeah. Dozens of people right. running through the house. I got shit to do. You money asshole! I gotta go somewhere. I gotta work. I'm running late. Let's let's come up with a plan and leave one lane open. Uh, Apparently, to this going back to this uh, ATM in India, Uh the the ATM in question was on the fritz for a few days when technicians were called to inspect (laughs) it. TRN reports what they found locked in. uh, What they found looked like the contents of a paper shredder with the rat already dead and buried within a mountain of minced up money. State Bank of India branch manager Shandar Shwarma told TRN, quote, uh, the ATM was 
out of order when the technicians opened the kiosk and were shocked to find shredded notes and a dead rat. Kiosk. That's not really his name, is it? It actually no. is. Yeah. There's these guys. Sharma? That's what it says. There are these guys in the subway when they uh, empty the uh, metro card machines. They're like submachine guns. <laughs> they have like these big guns, and they're, but they're not cops or anything. They're just like some dude with a gun. And they're like all sloppy. Security and like, it's Something's going to happen, man. It's going to go wrong. That's all I'm saying. You put a threat out? Yeah. At least uh, the military guys in Penn Station. They're not allowed to use their guns, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I watched I'm pretty pump- sure the guns are unloaded, and they're, like, hooked to a chain so they can't shoot anyone. Because, <laughs> you know, you get some 18-year-old dickhead who's from, like, hosing down a statue in Lubbock, Texas. What? I watched them parallel park a car today for you 20 heard. minutes. Yeah. What did they yeah. do? Yeah, the, they're, they're well, the joint task force. I think that the uh, yeah. right, that's all bullshit. Joint task force, so the cops, NYPD yeah, is like, all right, listen, GI Joe, <laughs> you don't touch anything. There's no way you're pulling out your gun unless it's like some crazy guy with a machine gun. You're totally out. Mm. Everything else is up. According to Swarma, that's we, what I. We have started an investigation into this rare incident, and it will take measures to prevent its recurrence. Although investigators this. found no footage of a rat entering the machine. After reviewing uh, security cameras, they later deemed that no foul play was suspected, Mm -hmm. according to the Hindu Times. Mm -hmm. Uh, According to one baffled uh, bystander on the ground... That's the news. They were quoted as saying, that's the news. (laughs) I would have thought uh, I I would have went with Brinks truck, but that's the news. (laughs) We just did the Brinks trucks. I don't know what just happened there. The news of Tommy Rockstar. What do you think of that, Stuart Shapiro, famous person? (laughs) It's getting cold outside. (laughs) I'm just getting warmed up. Tommy Rockstar's bullshit. Thank you, Tommy. Good job on the news there. Do you want to jump right into the Ryan game here? Do you want to take a break? Right. Let's take a quick break. A quick? Quick eat. Quick. Let's take a hard five. <sighs> five? I said we go right into the game, fuck you all. Just like oh. Stuart would say. Yeah. You know, you're right. I feel empowered. Let's do it. All right. Oh, you want to take a break, Ryan? Yeah, take one song. One song. One song. One song. One song break. Run. I don't have a song. Play something. This is a Radio Nope world premiere. <laughs> Old reliable. <laughs> I haven't heard this in a while. This is good. It holds up. I don't know what this is, but Jay says it's a fucking big sea turtle. It's a baby fucking wheel, man. Holy shit. We are witnessing a baby fucking wheel right here, dude. Holy shit. That thing is big, Jay. What is that thing? It looks hurt. That thing looks hurt, Jay. Jay, that thing is hurt, bro. Holy shit, look at this fucking thing. Oh my god, what the fuck is that, bro? Jay, what the fuck is that? Oh man, pull back up, Jay. Come on. Come on, bro. Pull back up, bro. We're seeing some shit we ain't never seen before, kid. Oh my god, that thing looks dead, man. We gotta call the aquarium or something, dude. Oh man, look at this fucking thing. Holy shit. What the fuck is that? Oh man, Jay, it's dead, bro, or something. Oh my god, Jay. Pull right up next to that shit. 
It's a baby fucking wheel, man. Holy shit, we are witnessing a baby fucking wheel right here, dude. Holy shit. That thing is big, Jay. What is that thing? It looks hurt. That thing looks hurt, Jay. Jay, that thing is hurt, bro. Holy shit, look at this fucking thing. Oh my god, what the fuck is that, bro? Jay, what the fuck is that? Oh man, pull back up, Jay. Come on. Come on, bro. Pull back up, bro. We're seeing some shit we ain't never seen before, kid. Pull back up, bro. We're back live from the brush. Everybody here up. That was the best teaching job I've ever done in my life. Hanging out with him last week. Wow. I gotta uh, isolate that. Or that something. was a pretty good mixing there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the work was all done by itself. <laughs> the uh, the Boston guys get very excited in the right parts. We're back live from Roger here at Stuart Shapiro of Night Flight. Hey, how you doing? Good to be here. Salutation. New book is called "Identify Yourself: A Journey in Fuck You Creative Courage." And it's a great book. I suggest you get it immediately. Don't yawn into my microphone, you son of a bitch. I think that was Tommy, right? I was uh, breathing. Uh, oh, don't do that either. Nightflight.com is where you can get the book. Also on Amazon if, you, if you're a jerk. What do you so, think uh, do you think you guys got creative courage with this uh, show? I, mean, I, do, you, I do feel yes. better. So yeah. I, th- yeah. I, th- I mean, talk to me about, you know, what? how do you guys feel with creative courage? What does it mean to you? Like, I feel you- like I never want to... Do the show, and I feel like uh, I dread the entire thing. And the entire thing I'm researching and reading the book, I'm thinking I'm going to screw the whole thing up. And then it happens, and it's like fine, and I feel good. I'm hanging out with my friends, and like you know, I'm pretty sure I've never time. done this right. I'm pretty sure it's correct. No, <laughs> this isn't my calling in life. And uh, but nobody tells really? me to stay home, so. I Something's think I think it's fun because <laughs> is the truck loaded? <laughs> I think the show gives John a platform to to truly be himself with his brand of humor, an asshole, and his type of um, comedy. And I think it's a great thing for him. And I think it's he feels very comfortable here because like, it's I, his home. I like uh, 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 talking to you know guests and interviewing guys like Stewart and stuff. If that that is if there's no guest, like I'm like. We pretty much do the same thing. We, if you think about it, like what he was doing. So, on the what's break, your favorite color? The, he, cre- I need that. Creatively, he'll we'll play music. What do you think about the Doobie Brothers? Like sticks. We'll mix over it. <laughs> we'll we'll do bits. We'll do you know like whatever naturally funny. But they're humorous. I mean, these are some of the funniest guys right, I know. So right. don't explain the joke for God's sake. It's, <laughs> it gives them the, this X is their platform, and I think that they they kind of wax poetically. Oh, this is going to go on the back of your next book, Stuart. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're way in the back. Second press. It's just natural. It's it's a natural environment for That's us, true. you know. And I dig it. And of course, you got the internet, and you have the ability to put this everywhere in the whole universe, which is something you couldn't have done before. Yeah, it's great, great because we only have uh, forty five minutes left in the history of the show. When Christmas comes, and you New Year's, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We're gonna pass the torch. I'm gonna stop drinking, doing the show, working out. The tape doesn't run out. Yes, it keeps going. The show is your New Year's resolution, huh? Yeah, we have listeners all over the world. People listen in Australia, Canada, Europe. Yeah, well, yeah. they Australia, can go really back and listen to the first ones from that. <laughs> Ryan, you have a game for us? Yeah. Yeah. Kangaroo giving birth. Leave me alone. I'm oh, sorry. Play me and Jimmy. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, every week, Ryan comes up with a game. And... You're right. I'm so fucking stupid. What? Oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Thanks for a real man to admit that. You're right. I'm so fucking You're right. You're right. I'm so fucking stupid. So Ryan uh, does a trivia thing, right? Yeah. Stuart, you've been on the phone for this, haven't you? Yeah. You hang up on him. Probably hung up. Yeah, yeah I, don't I hang up. I hang up. I don't blame you. So I Ryan, tried to get him to play at Meltasia, right. but he, uh, yeah, he took no, off. He punched out. I punched Basically, out. the rules are... I don't want to uh, embarrass yeah. myself at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. What's in the game this week, Ryan? Uh, we're going to play the bounce around game. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Bounce. Don't know what that is. Explain the game to us. Yadadu. Yadadu. Why did you say that? Scrabble. Boggle. Boggle. So I'm going to ask a question, and everybody has to give an answer. But we're going. But you have to be able to give your answer right away. I'll get back up. Oh, perfect timing, Mario. Come join us. Caribbean poker. Here's this guy. Oh no. Oh, Mario, come play the game. They said oh. I pissed my pants. Twice. Yeah, we didn't, they, they didn't say you pissed your pants. You pissed your pants. That's the worst opening line for a talking head. You keep denying it. You pissed your pants not once but twice. It's Why do you twice deny it? jeans. It's these tight jeans. They just show more. No, your entire trousers were soaked in piss. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You can smell it. Mary, there's no Christmas. denying it. Like there's <laughs> no just Christmas just stop special. lying about everything that happened. Is this a Christmas special? Yes, you're Eliza. Yeah. Ah, uh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to one and all. <laughs> you walked in and Stewart stood up because he, <laughs> he, he's like thinking about leaving. <laughs> he right, was we're here. about to start the Ryan game. Is what's Stuart in, Shapiro here? Yes. What's I, in the game this hero. week, Ryan? All right, so. Light. I'll ask the question, and everybody has to give an answer as soon as I call on them. <laughs> okay. So it is the Christmas special. This is my favorite Christmas song. It really is. It's kind of like a game of hot potato. Hey, it's Christmas exactly. time at the barrage. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Play it, Conan. Turn off your radio. Okay. Well, here we go. I'll just read the question. <laughs> Play this through the entire game. Can you play Mr. King's, by the way? Silver bells. <laughs> silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. Ring-a-ling. Hear them ring. Soon it will be Christmas Day. <laughs> it's actress Tilda Swinton. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> I'm dying to hear the next song. I'm looking for It's the Most <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> Time for a Beers. Where the blood lights are flowing and Johnny's J O and Cause Mario's near. <laughs> It's the most <laughs> wonderful time. Oh, yeah. yeah I like that. Uh, Woody, and counting Woody, 27 Woody, rings. What do you just assumes that I will jerk off when Mario's near? <laughs> Dude, like he's so. got to. Like he, that's he, what he your life his, has come down to. He does this whole song, but he can't help but just stick one more needle in my <laughs> in between the ribs. Right. That's a lot of enthusiasm. The most oh, there it is. wonderful <laughs> time for a biz. When the Bud Lights are flowing, no production. J O and cause Mario's near. 
It's the most wonderful time. Oh, the most wonderful time for a bees. Uh, there's one. And, and count in 27, 27 rings. <laughs> Great. Where's that song Tommy produced for me? That's in there. I love that song. Go ahead. What, what are we doing? All right. Here? Here we go. Tommy, yeah. you go first. Okay. That's the when Christmas show, on, everybody. When I call yeah. on you, you got to answer right away. Okay. Name a Bill Murray movie. Tommy. Caddyshack. Mario. Meatballs. Pete. Lost in translation. Stuart. Ghostbusters. John. God damn it. You stole my answer. Three. I will say. Um, One. Uh, uh, come on, Ouch. man. Are you fucking kidding Tommy. me? Caddyshack 2. Motherfucker! Mario. Uh, 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 Out! Pete. Buffalo Rome. Do it. Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Tommy. Uh, God damn it. Uh, I'm out. I can't believe I beat. Uh, Tenenbaums. Let's go while we're young. Stuart. Pass. Enjoy that. Pete takes pass. this round. All right, Pete wins. Yeah. <laughs> we all got knocked out. Mario, oh, you're keeping score. <laughs> he doesn't even know his name. So Pete gets a point. Somebody I'll write that. I'll take score. I crashed my car. Mm. Pete, we'll go. We'll go with you. Garfield. Uh, bridges that connect to the island of Manhattan. Mm. Go. Uh, George Washington. Right. Stewart. Robert F. Kennedy. Correct. John. Uh, Brooklyn Bridge. Ma- uh, Tommy. Queensboro. Mario. Williamsburg. Pete. Coach Kaiusku. Nope, you're out. Oh, no. Stewart. George Washington. It was said already. Oh. Sorry, Stewart. You're out. John. Uh, Manhattan Bridge. Tommy. The Verrazanos. Is Mario out? Eh, no, the Verrazanos is Staten Island Brooklyn. Bridge. You're out. Manhattan, Manhattan Bridge. Mario, you're out. I Manhattan. said Manhattan Bridge. John wins. said already. Wait. I win. What did you say, Tommy? He, he Verrazano, I was just kidding. Oh. Verrazano, Staten Island to Brooklyn. John gets a point. That's right. I'm the best around. I got the bridges, baby. The capital of Alaska is, Alaska is Juneau. John, yes. name a uh, well-known film festival. Um, <laughs> the Tribeca film. Tommy. Tell your ride. Mario. Uh, <laughs> I will ride say this. the... Uh, uh, Out. Pete. Um. Sundance. Correct. John. Oh, uh, um, the Salt Lake City one. The fucking uh, the sk- the skiing uh, guy. Out. He just said that. Really? So Toronto. Pete. Mark Basil. <laughs> no. Stewart. <laughs> LA Film Festival. Tommy. Slam Dance. Stewart, come on! Don't give him slam, man. This That's a real huge festival, dude. Stop! Uh, it is. Uh, Venice. For what? Venice Film Festival. Oh, that counts. Jerk 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 uh, festival. The New York Film Festival. Yeah. That is also a it big is, one. Yes. Counts. God, Sarasota Festival. Counts. Yeah. Sorry. Start naming. South by Southwest, and it's definitely a real answer. Of course it is. Yeah. The Left Rack City uh, Dance Contest. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Double Dutch. <laughs> Stuart, run it thin. I made second uh, place. Uh, Springfield. San Francisco. Tommy, you get this I'll round. take a point. Oh. And now. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy you go first. Tommy, you're the best. All right, all right. You control the board, as they say. <laughs> uh, name an animal associated with Halloween. A uh, cat. Mario. Bat. 
Nice, Mario. <laughs> Pete. Wolf. <laughs> Wolf? Yeah, sure. Stuart. Werewolf. Dog. I'll take it, Snoopy. John. Uh, Owl. Yes. Kind of spooky. Yes, correct. <laughs> Snake. Tommy. Snake, yes. Mario. Tarantula. Yes. Mm. I'll take it. He's not as drunk Pete. as he seems. Crow. Crow, yes. Wow. <laughs> Stuart. Rat. Yes. In the nick of time, John. Dracula. <laughs> Tommy. I got John, nothing. Man. You, you guys, guys took all the fucking good animals. Tommy. Chicken. Out. No. Oh. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Pick an animal. Uh, is it old chicken? Dude, one. <laughs> caterpillar. Is it Kojak? Oh. Caterpillar. The Halloween yeah. staple. Can we isolate that? Give me one. <laughs> like worms. The worm, I'll take it. Pete gets this round. Yeah. yeah. Boy. Worm? Come on. Can you do the worm? Just because you're afraid of worms doesn't mean. <laughs> I hung around for this. This is um, great. Uh, <laughs> you'll never forget it. It's a career ruiner. Yeah, he's. Uh... Pete? By the way, what's up? You want to go your... first? Yep. Hit me. Uh, Name a uh, sports team from California. Ooh, the Chargers. Yes. Stewart. Dodgers. Dodgers, yes. John. Sacramento Kings. Yes, that's Ooh. correct. Tommy. The Rams, LA Rams. Rams, yes. Mario. Niners. Angels. Angels. Niners. The Niners. Stewart. Uh, the, the, the Nets. Oh, uh, out. Uh, Sorry, uh, buddy. Oh, fuck no. Uh, Clippers. <laughs> Clippers, yes. The Clippers. Yeah. The, the Giants. The Giants, yes. Mario. Lakers. Yes. Raiders. Yes. John. Uh the 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 San Diego Padres. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. The Golden State Warriors. That was, that was close. What? Golden State Warriors. Yes. John, I already said that, no? no. Oh, I said clip. No, he no. said Warriors yet. Mario. Four people. Thank you. So you're out. It was said. Oh. Pete. Oh, the fucking Lakers. It was said. It was said. You're out. John. Do I have to even go or just Pete. automatically win? Are you out? No. He's in. He said. He said. Warriors. You're in. John, go. Um, uh, the Dodgers was sad, right? Yep. But I, I don't automatically lose if I answer yeah, he that. Still has Time's to get it right. Pass. Angel. Pass. Oakland A's. <laughs> Oakland Athletics. Very good. God Tommy, you get damn it! Trail. I can't believe Tommy Rocks up. Maybe in the sports categories. I'm surprised you didn't go into hockey, <laughs> Mister LA King. Yes. Yeah, oh, I didn't even uh, think of hockey. Right. Yeah, nobody thinks of hockey. Right. Oh, man. How about the Liberty? For New York, no I sports, sports, sports. I would have took the sports. I would have took the Trojans. And the, the, oh, oh, what about the oh, okay. what about the Kiss Arena football team? That would have counted. Um, name a uh, Tommy goes first now. The God Bru damn it! The Bruins. I'm a real sports fan, right John Huland. Name a uh, movie that has American in the title. American Psycho. American Psycho. Mario. American Pie. American Pie. American Beauty. American Beauty. Correct, Stewart. Uh, Stuart, I need an answer. I'm looking out for passing, you. I'm passing, I'm uh, passing. Sorry, Stuart. John. American Graffiti. Oh, yeah. Good one, good one, yeah. Uh, American History X. Yes. Ooh, Damn, Love American style. Damn it. Gangster. I don't know. Is a Mario thing uh, real? I don't know it. Uh, Is that yeah, a real? Totally. A He's right. Show, He's right. Okay, okay. Oh, uh, maybe a TV That's show. That's a TV show. <laughs> no, Stuart Shapiro, you're 70. Show. All right, Love American Style. Is that a movie or a TV show? Which one? Love American Style? No. I'll give it to him. No. I will give it to him. All right. Go ahead. That's a good. You dug it out. I'll give it to you. Oh, American Gangster. Yeah. Good. 
American Hasu. Yeah, that's right. American Hardcore. Yeah. Eh, what is that? Stephen Blush movie. You got an extra oh, stop life. it. God bless America. It was a documentary. Yes. American. You're out. God bless America. Is that a real? No. It's not a movie, and it's that what I asked. American Pimp. Mm. Yeah, no. Mm. It's It probably exists, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I'll leave you on hold for turn? a second. Yeah. American Me. Yes, that is. That was no, we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. thank you, thank you for. That was a crazy that. movie, wasn't it? I think I won that category. Thank God. America, it's a documentary. I've already right. won. You lost before. All right, give it to John. Thank yeah. you. Give it to me. Yeah, I'll give you this. Thanks for John, playing. Name <laughs> a superhero's secret identity. Uh, Clark Kent's. Tommy. Bruce Banner. Yeah. Mario. Peter Parker. You're <laughs> <laughs> pissing Wayne. your pants. Stuart. Where you said the. Oh, do it. Oh, you were right there, you, buddy. Come on, you were right do it, there. Do it. Do it. Say Trey what you were going to say. Uh, Dick, uh, you know Stan Lee. Dick Tracy? No, oh, he Tracy. said it already. He yeah. did kind of say it. Dick Grayson, yeah. he said it. He right? did. That's, that's uh, you're, in. you're in. You're in, my friend. John. Oh, it's my turn? I was yeah. trying to help him. I yeah, didn't have a chance to think. Help yourself. Um, uh, A superhero's identity, you say? Don't talk about it. He's stalling. Uh, 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 Logan, uh, Logan, Wolverine guy, Logan. I'll let you that hang around. Let you hang, hang around. Come on, I was yeah. trying to help Come you. On. I know how I know how much you want to be in. I'm going to say Bart Simpson, <laughs> as in uh, Bartman. That's a dumb answer. Yeah. Well, Go again. Uh, that's what I got. That's what that's what it gets you. He was going to give you one more <laughs> chance, but like you're passing. No, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Oh. Mario, Bruce Banner. It's been said already. You're out. Pete, Tony Stark. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing, Logan? Stuart. Did you say Clark Kent or no? Oh, yeah, he's still in, yes. Stuart. Yes. Clark Kent was said. Oh. If you were just wondering, yeah, so go ahead and say something else if you want. You're out. Yeah. You're so out. It's a hard game. John, you in? Ready? Uh, yeah, there's a little guy called Bruce Wayne. He's been said already. What? Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. God damn it. You're out. So who, who won? Who, what, Pete? Yeah. Yeah. Pete. I had nothing. Peter Parker. Traveling Pete from Marcus. You run out of that one quick. Yeah, that was. You know, I knew it was said already, bro. Uh, Captain America. Why, think why did they actually Who's Captain America? Steve Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We, we have started ourselves. out loving it. Listen, do, read your own book. Do what you feel. <laughs> you know, call an Uber. I don't give a shit. Chapter three. <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> Howard the Duck. I got Howard the Duck. Pete, you no. go first. No, 11, yeah. 11 p.m. Name a power tool. Uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> I, love that. I can't wait to hear, to hear people struggle through this one. Sawzall. <laughs> is that is that Sawzall? John. Uh, Stewart. Uh, drill. A drill. John. Uh, screw gun. Uh, Impact driver. <laughs> he came ready. I've been using them. Well, right. What kind of power are we talking about? That's a, that's a pneumatic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Mario. Bless you. Go. Mario. Oh. I uh, I'm a drill. So. Ooh, uh, he already said drill. I uh, give it to him. It's in there. Bullshit. Shop, shop back. Shop back. That's not a power tool. <laughs> plugs in, motherfucker. It's a vacuum. You buy it at Home Depot. Plug it in the wall. Ryan, what's Jig- the ruling? Jigsaw. I like Pete. I'm gonna let him hang around. Jigsaw. Yes. Okay. John. Uh, you want me to name a power tool? Yes. This yes. is my job. Uh, uh, come on. Any tool or a power tool? Let's go while we're a young. Gr- a grinder. Ooh, good 
Yeah. Angle grinder. Hot work. Angle. Are you doing the hot work up there? A sliding compounding miter saw. Mm, pretty good. John? Yeah. What's it just me and Tommy? No, no. I'm asking. Oh, yeah. No, I, I accept that. Tommy. Mario. I just bought one. Come on, hammer drill. You just said miter saw. A screwdriver. Nope, you're out. <laughs> Power screwdriver. That's a, screwdriver is the answer to what you, how many, how many screwdrivers you have before you crash the car in front of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Pete. Who's that, Pete? Uh, power washer. Bullshit. Power, right, you're it's out. power it's water. You're causing too much Hammer. controversy. You're out. Jackhammer's good. Jackhammer. John. I had it all set up. It was great. A uh, circular saw. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. What are you doing? Skill saw. Sawzo. It's been said already. Said. Oh, You're shit. out. Bye, Pete. Come on. Loser. One more chance. <laughs> don't don't cause trouble. No more. No riffraff. Um. I'm looking around my garage. Yeah. <laughs> John. Jigsaw. Electric stapler, bitch. It's powered by electricity. Uh, Stewart's up. Now Stewart's up. What? Stewart. He said me. Stewart is up. No, he he Who's repeated that? an answer. He said um, something. Somebody else. Said. <laughs> I went. John wins. All right. Damn yeah, right, electric stable. It was Jigsaw, as a matter of fact. Oh, no, Jigsaw was good. Right, the first time was, was but yeah, it was right. Stuart said it afterwards. Uh, I had to disqualify mm. from yeah, Thank God. If I didn't blah, win, blah, blah. If, if I lost the, I already lost the, uh, what was it, uh, the other else? thing to Tommy? Oh, F you. The sports thing. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a real sports fan. Dude. I know. Right, who, who goes first? If I lost power tools to Tommy Rockstar and sports, I would just cut my balls off in the bathroom. Who won that one? Uh, John did. Actually, John, actually. Right, John, uh, name a uh, legendary New York City club. <laughs> the Kit Kat Club. Hey. The Cotton Club. Mario. 21 Club. Pete. The Tunnel. Club 21. What? The Tunnel. Yes. Stuart. Studio 50. That's right. John. The Pyramid. Yeah. Max's Kansas City. Yeah. Ah, that's oh, now, right. now, we're ah. work, now we're working our way around town. <laughs> cooking. Mario Studio 54 It's been set You said you're out oh, You're out <laughs> Goodbye Sayonara See you later See you tomorrow Pete Wetlands Wetlands Preserve CBGB Yes Very nice Me? Yeah. Danceateria oh. oh What's up Stuart <laughs> You think you're 70 I'm 70 I will take United States of America <laughs> says, by the way. I Go love ahead. that club Friars Club Rise Club. Exit. Exit. Stuart. Century Club. Yes. John. Home. Come on, Pete, back me up. Home. That's legendary? Club. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, should we let him hang around? Yeah, why not? It's his house. All right. You're it's hanging around. <laughs> hanging on out. Uh, Tommy? Um, uh, tramps. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Legendary now. Wetlands. Oh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm tonic. Wait, Mario got wetlands? No, he's already out. Oh, he's out. He's... No, we're saving venues. <laughs> Stewart. Mud Club. Mud Club. Nice. Ooh, I got it. At the Copa. Oh, Copa Cabana. It's the hottest spot north of Havana. We're on live from Brown Train. Right Sean, you're up. I already said Copa Cabana. Right, right, right. I just ruined I the whole game. I thought you were just singing. You, Tommy, you, you, you topped he, that. He's in a Japanese foxhole going, is the war over? <laughs> <laughs> Don Rickles just Marco. came out of your mouth. <laughs> it just came out of your entire body. Marco Mancinanzo. Oh, it was hurt. Tua, they got him. Um, Tua in the head. Last week. Roseland. <laughs> yeah, yes. Pete. 
Lamore. Lamore East. Nice. <laughs> All right, here's one for you. The Anvil. The nice. Anvil, yeah. Uh-oh. The Ritz. Yeah. Nice. You. Webster Hall. Webster Hall. I knew you were going to say that. I'll go Irving Plaza. Yeah. Oh, Stuart. Plaza. We could do this all night, Stuart. Harvard Club. Yeah. John. Tramps. It's been sad. Oh. Oh, no. Ninny Factory. Ninny Factory. Who's that, Tramps? I did. Yeah, oh, did. my God. You piece of shit. It's the last round, too. I got this oh, one from Mario. No. Great Gilder Sleeves. <laughs> I love the Gilder Sleeves. I love her on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Pete. The so it's funny because it sounded like is also my Adler. favorite Mozart song. <laughs> Pete. Yale, he said the, the Yale, Yale Club. Club. I, I can't believe I lost it. I was on yeah, a roll. I had 10 is, more. Yeah, 10 more. A definition. So, uh, yes. What's going on? Let's go. Uh, John, you're in, right? No, they they they, they you said me they out. copied the answer. I yeah. said tramps and I, oh, I blew right. it. That's right. Stuart's up. Stuart, we didn't hear tramps. You won, Stuart. Yeah, I'll win. Uh, Bowery Ballroom. Power, yeah. Brownie. Yeah. Uh, Pete, you're still in. Mercury uh, Lounge. Yeah, Mercury. Oh, what are you feeding them? No. Oh, oh, I thought it was over. No, I'm we sorry. Were, we were oh, all right. Oh, I'm shit. A, sorry, dude. Terminal five. It no, no, it's fine. Terminal. Oh, terminal five. No, that's not legendary. Sure it is. Still waiting for Stewart. Oh, I say, you know, JP's. It was a bar, but you guys would have never known it. But it was a. I will accept it. If you were there, it was probably yeah, cool. It was very cool. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm going to keep you in. It should uh, be legendary for sure. Going? It was. Yeah, Tommy. The Beacon. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, good one. ABC No Rio. Nice. Stuart. Warwick Hotel. Or... Yeah. The yeah. Bank. The Bank. Hammerstein. Ballroom. Wow. Stuart. It's a ballroom. Come on. Drop an A-bomb on these guys. Oh, you give, give me that big answer. It's going to make them surrender. Woke still? Lower East Side. Come on, no, man. Pyramids. Uh, I know, I need, you're looking for the Continental, the by the way. I was going to yeah. say that. Yeah. 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 Coney Island High. Yeah, but you're young. You don't ah, understand. You Continental used to be good. Yeah. Uh, the Apollo. Apollo. Ooh. Showtime. The most iconic New York City venue in the Radio City Music Hall. say the Cotton Club? We're so white. Yes, we did. That was early on. Radio City Music Hall. That's not a club. All right, Pete wins. That's a theater, man. Pete wins again? We've been saying theaters. What's the score? Let's see. Let me add this up. I think I have at least three, and Pete has like four. I got one more question before I start making them up on the spot. There we go. Should we do one more? Is there a God? All right, if you want me to keep going, Cereal. I can do oh. that, too. All right, so the, here's the score update. I've got two. Pete has three, and John has three. I tell you I'm what, I'm going to make up I one right really? So whoever wins this round, <laughs> that bottle the winner. All right, wait. I, if you want to keep going, though, I can make one up right now. <laughs> we, got, we need one more. We keep break. going. It's a tiebreak. What do you mean? What do you, what do you say? You want to do tiebreak? All right. <laughs> Ready? Here's the one I just made up. If I win this Name, one, then it's tie. Uh, who, so hey, who got that last one? Uh, Pete. Pete. Pete did, but Pete. Uh, there are three, so three, starts two. first. Name a way uh, that four. you can light your cigarette. Oh. What? Matches. Uh, matches, yes. Uh, How long Stewart. is it? Lighter. Lighter, yeah. John. Uh, off someone else's cigarette. Right. Can do. <laughs> By via, via candle is correct. Mario. <laughs> Campfire. Campfire, yeah. Now you're getting creative. Yeah, Stop. Damn cup. it, you fuck. Uh, Stuart. I was going to say a log. Log? Campfire. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to give you a log. Really? Sure. Yeah. Cause, That's oh, a camp. He's our guest. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, heating element, like electro, electronic heating element. Yeah, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. Thank you. If you get a log, I mean, uh, <laughs> the car, the car lighter. Oh, car lighter, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mario. From a. A uh, uh, <laughs> A Vegas. Oh, just fell over. Your dick in your ass. Pete. A uh, hot plate. Yeah. Yeah, you buy those at the store. Stuart. <laughs> a joint. Joint, yeah, you can nice. run it off somebody's joint. John. Uh, <laughs> off a uh, st- uh, steam valve. High pressure steam Is that going to work? Uh, you know, you, <laughs> no, you, 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 you crank you up the out. pressure high enough, we'll talk. pressure gas line? Like, <laughs> you don't even know what you're talking about, I, kid. I, I, 500 pounds of steam? Challenge. High pressure. It's hot, that's hotter than a match flame, stupid. Run from any high pressure. Molten lava. Uh, you're going to get hurt doing that, but I think it'll work. He's right, though. Yeah. Uh, Pete. Microwave. Nice. <laughs> I tried it. <laughs> it didn't work. Impossible. Stuart. Yeah, it's on Stuart. So, okay, it's so like a, a crystal with the light coming from the sun. Be more specific. That's that hit. Take it easy there, Jerry. Did you just land? Magnifying glass. Oh, whoa. This isn't the Phil Les show. That counts. John, you're up. Um, uh, Well, that's what I was going to say. No, I would light my cigarette off my pal, Fred. (laughs) Okay, your friend. (laughs) My pal, Fred, is my answer. He's a homeless man. And he and uh, he always has And he gets me. When I don't have a light, I chase him down. I light a cigarette off my pal, Fred. You're out. Fuck you, Tommy oh, Rockstar. Man. You're out. You know what? You're fired. That's, How about that? That's, that's now you're the up chapter the show. in your book. And I, <laughs> fuck fuck you, Tommy Rockstar. Now who wins? Fuck you, Mario Osaro. Fuck you, I'm Ryan Collison. Uh, a laser. John That's, that's, that's going to work. Yeah. That's going to work. What's Pete. that? <laughs> Pete's out. Yeah, you got to make it. Really? Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Stuart's up. Oh. Well, that just means Stuart. Yeah. Uh, what did Stewart say? Like, he said magnifying glass. Torch. A magnifying glass. That was a good one. Yeah. I like that. And now yeah. he said a torch. A torch. Which is yeah, very like you find on the cave. Yeah. On the yes. oh, sconce. You're out, John. It's you two. Go ahead, Tommy. That was Paul Stanley's figure. Off of fireworks. Yeah, you wow. can do that. I'm punk. You can, you, you, you're going with all the dangerous options. <laughs> Stuart. I can't think of any others. Yes. Hot gas pipe. <laughs> uh, we, John said it around. Didn't you see those guys open up for canned heat in at the Mud Club in seventy? Man, you light your cigarette with canned, canned heat. heat. Hot gas pipe. Yeah, they got screwed pipe. over. Sterno. Uh, nobody said Bunsen burner. <laughs> yeah. mm. Sterno. Uh, Tommy, you got that? You want to yeah. go one more? So now we're all tied. Everyone's got three. All right. Uh, God damn it. Name a uh, Tommy. Name a uh, a media platform, a media format for listening to music. MP3. You can use an MP3 to listen to music. Mario. iTunes. You can use iTunes. Yeah. Well. No, because it could be a different file type. No. I don't know. Pete. Cassette. Yes. Stuart. Record. Yeah. LP. Yes. John. Uh, reel-to-reel tape machine. Yes. A-track. Yeah. Mario. Mario. A record player. Wrong. You're out. Why not? Mm. Already said. Somebody, Somebody said, said it. A uh, compact disc. Compact disc. Yeah. CD, they, the kids call it. <laughs> These days. Stuart. VHS machine. Yeah, they yes. play music on those. They say high quality. That's right. Quarter inch I tape. just hit the wrong button. Uh, I will say an ADAT tape. ADAT. Yeah. It's a small VHS. A, uh, a laser disc. Laser disc. Laser. Stop laser. with the Every answer he says is laser. Laser. <laughs> laser. Pete. Mini disc. Mini disc. Stuart. Mm. Beta vision. Beta vision. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds... <laughs> 
Night Flight brought to you by Beta Vision. <laughs> Go to nightflight.com immediately. Is it my turn? Yes. Um, a wave file. Yes. A radio. Going, someone said yeah, MP3. Radio. radio. Pete. Uh, cylinder. <laughs> Wax cylinder. Yeah, no, it's, it's an Edison cylinder. <laughs> a Victrola. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb. It's all in my drawings. I got the new cylinder here. <laughs> His fleece was white as snow. Stewart. Hear that crazy sound, man. Pneumatic tape, three-quarter inch. Yep. What? Pneumatic tape. Um, John, you're listening to it right now. You can say it. Play a piano. Play a piano. <laughs> See, now I helped you, okay? Listen, I don't Tom. need help. Uh, Neil, Neil Young's Pono. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Come on, <laughs> really? That's not a thing. No one's ever listened to that. <laughs> Pete has. That's bullshit. Yeah, or Pete buys into anything. Yeah. Neil Young can be like, Toblerone. Hey, Toblerone. <laughs> The Neil Young Toblerone player. <laughs> the Victor Toblerone. Sickly, sickly, chocolatey. Delicious. Triangular. What do you got, Pete? An AM radio? Uh, radio. You already said radio. radio. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Stuart, if you give me another measurement, I'm going to have to disqualify you. <laughs> A one inch videotape. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're in. All right. My answer is. In person. Yeah, sure. Oh, well, there you go. You're out, right, Tommy? It's a stu- uh, steward, right? Yeah. You'll be swell. You'll, You'll be, be great. Gonna have the whole world on a plate. Starting here. Starting now. I think we give this one to Stuart. What? Yeah. I'm still in. John. Oh, did he answer one? Stuart. <laughs> Well, I said in person that was good. I don't know. Yeah, I got, right. I got swept away. I'm thinking I'm winning unless he comes up with another uh, bird. I got swept away with your bird. bird. You I will also say bird. Let's call it a tie. All right. Let's <laughs> call it a tie. Let's call it a tie. You say bird. I say bird. Let's call it a tie. It's getting cold outside. It's cold in this motherfucker. And counting 27 rings. I'd say this game was a success. Everybody Very wins. Good. Yeah. 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 All right. Everybody wins. Good job, everybody. Technically, Pete wins, but yeah, we all win. And yeah. I lost the last two. Fuck y'all. What are you talking about? We're heads up. You have no idea how to keep score. Four. You didn't know your power tools there. Well, we'd like to thank uh, Stuart Shapiro for showing up and now uh, tolerating this for this long. I mean, it's amazing. Do it. it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I have come it's, all the way home. Uh, he's going to have to uh, put a new chapter on endurance at the end of the book after this show. Thank you very much, Stuart, for uh, being here. Oh, this has been really a pleasure. Uh, you, want your, uh, you want your Christmas gift? It's like eleven thirty. You want? I got it. Cool, my, oh yeah, yeah I, would, I would love it. it. It's in your car. My coat. It's right here. I just felt it. Oh. Yeah. You don't have to oh, buy me a Christmas. Christmas. I had to. I couldn't yeah. say no. Man. There's a little Christmas crazy? spirit like left a in block us. Of cash right there. You know, man. I look. I looked. Uh, I was Were you on buy the Garden State Christmas Parkway Christmas today? <laughs> yes, I was. It's a stack about you know. Wow, you wrapped it and everything, man. Today's taper. I can't wrap for the fuck. No, but you didn't do oh, a it's good, nice, thick job here. Check okay. the shit out. I knew you some supreme shit. What? <gasps> it's the fucking... Come on. Yeah, for dude. real? Yeah, dude. What is that? No. Describe away, dude. Are you buy it? Uh, you buy Well, what we stuff? have here yeah. is a uh, <laughs> the only supreme item I know, uh, well, I now need... own. Is that a f- and it's a... Uh, it's uh, enabling, but fuck it, you know? It's a, a, a Stanley Tools 
collaboration. I was going to get you the money gun. It's a big steel flask. <laughs> so you can make it rain. Is that know? a supreme flask? Supreme flask, yeah. You're damn right it is. It's completely red all around. One solid color. Except damn, the dude. Yeah. That's iconic dope. logo there. I mean... Everything an alcoholic needs. Exactly. Yeah. It showed up yesterday. I was like, fuck it, I'll bring That's it That's so cool. Yeah, it's cool. That's very nice of you, man. You, you know, I don't yeah. know why you would think to buy me anything. Especially, yeah. I brought you this I, wedding I, book, John. I'm already I, questioning I, it. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I appreciate it very much. Thanks, man. Yeah. Right, oh, now, yeah. take your Beastie Boys book home with you that I, I gave you two weeks ago and you never even... And your dirty good, laundry. Though. I give the guy gifts like a month ago, and he never <laughs> even takes it. Like, how does that make it's like me? Five fit? pounds. Yeah. Thank you very much, Pete. That's very, very nice sweet. of you. Yeah, that's cool, man. So it's in the news, Tommy. <laughs> so uh, I owe you six hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> John, let's do some last minute plugs for Stewart's book. Yes, of course, Stewart's uh, new book. Hey guys, thanks for letting me in your club here. Are you I really kidding? It's an thanks honor for to have coming you here, on, man. Thank you. It's very nice of you. Thanks for putting up with the Stuart uh, S. Shapiro. Identify yourself. A journey and fuck you, creative courage. Available now at nightflight.com. Go on there and buy it. It's a fun book. And get a, a subscription while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, of course. You ever Night read these Flight books Plus, that are like man. just like a bunch of Thanks, words? Man. Those books suck. <laughs> you open up these books and the yeah. words are bigger and different sizes. They do and what they want. Emphasis. I love the way uh, uh, Laurie uh, laid it out. It's 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 kind of beautiful and it's, it, and that logo is lovely. still the greatest thing ever. It's yeah. super easy to yeah. read. It's like you know, it's, still like so almost three hundred pages, but it goes. So I good. know, I know. I would be. It's really funny every time I say you know. Do you remember the show Night Flight? And people go yeah, and then I show them the logo and they go oh yeah. It's like, uh, it it's, really it's like the logo is a, is connectivity. That, that represents yeah. like a, oh man, that logo is something like the, you don't forget it. Yeah. What's next for uh, Stuart Shapiro? And will Night Flight uh, go on and on and on on television? Yeah, well, I think what's next is we got the barrage coming on Night Flight. Someone Let's told me about it. that. Let's man. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that would give me a reason to keep doing the show. That well, would, we, yeah, <laughs> that'll definitely. We do, we do what you want now. So that's yeah. yeah, got an yeah, audio well, component. You going. Tell us yeah. where to be and where whatever to be. you yeah. say, boss. Hey, man. You want me to <laughs> fire Ryan? Done. I'm out. Out of here. Done deal, pal. Do I get a package? We got it. We got it. Speaking creatively, creatively, what do you say? Creatively. Creatively, creative. Uh, what do you? What, what's uh? Do you have a? Do you plan on what you're gonna do next, or just kind of like uh, see what happens? Um, well, uh, you mean in terms of night flight or just a journal? In, in my life, whole, in life. Yeah. Um, well, I'm working on trying to finish this Hendrix film, which is really kind of important, and uh, yeah, that's really a long project, and uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful film. It's called Starting at Zero. It's you guys have a oh, lot of problems getting the. Uh, Rights to uh, no, actually, well, it was. It's a really long story because Alan Douglas, who's the original producer of the film, he had a settlement with the Hendrix estate when they sort of separated twenty years ago, and they gave him the rights to do this movie. So um, he worked on it That's for cool. a long time, and uh, he passed away a few years ago and asked me to finish it for him. Uh, and it's got a great director in uh, England, uh, who. Uh, is uh, a really strong music director, and it's really a it's a it's a autobiography, musical autobiography of Jimmy. That's so, so cool. it's really nothing really ever about out like it. Are you so done I'm working on that. Are you done shooting? Yeah, no, it's all a post production. Yeah. It's uh, who's who's mixing your film? Uh, we don't have a mixer yet. I'll give you a name, somebody. Yeah. Have okay. you uh, have you managed to uh, eke out your entire living uh, doing creative stuff? Throughout your life, 
Yeah, that's why I had to write this book because it's pretty you know, cool. It's, it's you know it's up and down a lot. You know, I mean, uh, I've had a really prolific life, and I've been really lucky uh, to be able to you know learn to just keep stuff out and keep producing. But um, you know, it's up and down. You, you know, it's uh, it, no matter what. If you're, I mean, we're, we all kind of live through it. Let's face it. You know, the, yeah, the sure. stability of life is uh, not something that really happens anymore. Hey Pete, watch yeah. that beer can right in front of you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but it was on the wire. Well, Stewart, did the good guys win? They do win in the end if you live long enough. <laughs> you just gotta wait them out, right? You do, man. You know, good guys win in the end. I'm not we, we have to win in my couch. You know, we have to. Truly, and you gotta live long enough, and you gotta keep making stuff. You gotta make. So you product. gotta stay healthy. You gotta keep, go to the gym as a. Well, I guess where you can't is just a lot of smoke a lot of cigarettes like you guys do. I don't know. We have to. It keeps us healthy. I don't know. I don't know. I read a thing, uh, thing in the book said go to the gym. <laughs> Running a gym. Yeah. <laughs> Running a gym. The, uh, thank you so much, Stuart, for being on the show. Yeah, really thanks for letting me in, man. man. I really do. I, I love fun. you guys. And, you know, Mutual. sometimes you're funny and it's amazing. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Just Proper. like, you know, give, give us three hours. We'll hit one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stuart Shapiro, thank you so much. Go to nightfight.com. And uh, he's live in the studio here. That'll be up soon. And uh, we appreciate him. When, when are we coming back next, uh, buddy? Uh, never. This is the last show ever. And uh, thank you to everybody. I think January is the answer there. We'll see you then. Elaine, Elaine, come pick up Mario, please. Yeah, please come pick up your your child. How was the show? Your older, balder, balder, fatter son, drunker. We'll see you next time, which is never. And go after yourselves, and uh, you know whatever. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah.